Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody. How's everybody doing? That's great. That's great. Shut up. Hey, man, what's up with you? Not much. How's it going? I'm good. What's up? Hey. That's great. Okay. Are video games good? Video games are very good. Are they? I played some very good video games. I had some um, good times with video games. I had some bad times with video games, but overall, I would say that video games are pretty good. I think video games are good. I don't know anymore. And I think if you really had to stop and think about it, you'd be like, yeah, there's good games. Well, here's what I was doing. I was playing a good game earlier uh, yesterday, and I was like, this is dumb. Video games are dumb. Yeah. But their video games are Reminds, good. It, like, you ever you ever have, like, a, somebody says, like, a stupid joke, and you're like, ha-ha, and then you think about it too much, and you're like, oh. Video games are simultaneously dumb and good. Because, like, I remember there was an Onion article a long time ago. It's like, aliens struggled to determine why so many humans spend the majority of their days staring at glowing rectangles. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man. By the way, uh, pocket note. Next time, uh, someone old, uh, uh, old, someone old, yeah. like close to the grave, yeah, as opposed to you know closer to the grave than you at least, like nearby, uh, vicinity. Is uh, next time someone implies that like oh you're just staring at your phone all day, yeah. when you're one of those. Um, you can recite the uh, the data that shows that like old people spend more time watching televisions than young people spend watching phones. Well, yeah, of course. So. Like screen time overall, yeah. Old people. Crush oh, I it. could tell you, my dad. My dad never said that to me because yeah. I'm like, Dad, you watch old war movies all day. Oh yeah. Like in terms of just raw screen time, yeah. Old people are crushing it. You know why? But there's no little thing on the TV that says you've watched this much TV today. Yeah. Whereas phones do that. Also, watching TV is a communal activity to the elderly. Remember, phone bad. Phone bad. Phone is bad. Is it because it's small? And it's because you look down at it all day, so you don't get to look up and see all the, well, the glory that is the things that Banksy wants you to see. It is, it is like straight up bad for your neck. Yes, like that, fo- f- like consistent phone viewing is like really, really bad for your neck and posture. So we'll see though those little cartoons where it's like every year our teenager is getting shorter because he's bending more and more over to look at his. Well, phone. that's good for me because I I welcome a world of normal sized people. You heard me. That's right, normal sized people. So, Everyone in this world is too tall. So, um, not only are video games dumb and good. They're but, dumb and good. Uh, this little exchange has put a thought in my brain. What thought is that? Most things that I think are good are simultaneously dumb. And there are very few things left that I think are good without also being dumb. Everything, you, you don't like any good smart? Almost everything I love yeah. is simultaneously dumb. Oh. There's few things I like left in this world that are not also dumb. Okay. And um, dumb is is a term of affection these days, much more I, than it is a term. I of remember like four years ago, actual when we'd all be screaming at some moment in a game, like, "Oh, that's the dumbest!" And people like, "Oh, why don't they like it? I really like that." It's like, no, no, no. Dumb, dumb is is good. Dumb is not dumb has officially become a good term, at least amongst 
my in in my lexicon because it is for the enjoyment and not for your brain. Yes, and I mean you know like dumb movies have have become I- I- enjoyable and you know the whole like B movie culture and dumb games have become the best because like every game we always get the hypest over are the absolute dumbest. Yeah, the things that happen make no sense. Their stories are objectively terrible. And I have a game like that to talk about this week. Is it Astral Chain? Yes, it is. Yeah. So there's just no <laughs> question about that part of it. But nonetheless, I think as I've just said, as I just zoom out on it, I kind of go, how many things are there left that I think are good, but aren't dumb? And the answer is very, very, very few. I like space sciences. That's objectively good and smart. Um, there's a couple of films I think are are good and smart, but there's a whole. But do lot you of... like them as good as your good dumb films? Nah, the good dumb is way more fun. You know what that is? Anime that... is always dumb. You know what that is? I'm just thinking about. You know what's so? You know how you have your different parts of your brain, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah your fucking human brain, your primate brain, and your lizard brain. Yeah. That lizard brain shit. Mm-hmm. That's really powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would include things such as pornography mm-hmm. or hardcore animated violence. Mm-hmm. And then above that, right above that, is like your sappy romance thing where the girl looks at the guy and she cries and there's like doves and shit. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, right? And then above that is like Carl Sagan talking about hypercubes. There's very little in between. Yeah, Carl Sagan talking about hypercubes is not very entertaining. But it is fascinating. Yeah. And most people don't want fascinating. They want entertaining. It doesn't give me a rush in my heart and or penis. Now, I say that in a way that implies that uh, I'm somehow making a judgment call. I'm not because I pref- I generally – I feel like I want to say I prefer fascinating, but I probably don't. You probably Realistically, don't. if I preferred fascinating, then I would actually do that with most of my time. I'll be real. But I don't. I my, look- my choices day to day – Week to week, month to month, are all entertaining over fascinating. So, I realized something in the course of this conversation, which may be the darkest realization about my personality I have ever had. I used to read constantly. Mm -hmm. I was the kid in elementary school that had that giant book and would be tearing through, like, fantasy novels, like Dragonlance. I read, like, a hundred of them. Space shit, Greek myth stuff, you know, anything I could get from the library. And that continued about halfway into high school until the easy available availability of your friend's dad's VCR setup that could copy tapes Mm -hmm. occurred. And I started watching anime. Sure. And I'm like, oh, video games were always a constant, but anime just straight up replaced reading so reading books uh was replaced by anime audiobooks help for me but more than that uh i i think every once in a while if i just go listen to a podcast on some subject matter yeah of of importance mm-hmm. i'll feel like i read a good book oh yeah i I'll feel, fe- I feel like i'm still in touch with a good that good. side of you know, good, smart, intellectual, fuck off, whatever, entertaining, <laughs> go. You ever just watch like a 
Like, oh, I'll just go watch a I'll just go watch an old Vsauce episode about gravity, and that's like a whole book, right? How many times <laughs> have you had the discussion with people about how the movie Idiocracy is becoming real? Multiple. Everyone has that discussion. I've had that four times. But how many times have you had the discussion where you were slowly embracing that future? And mm-hmm. how many times have you had the discussion where you were like, I've come to realize I want to see the poopy fart butt at the movie theater. Do you remember the movie? Th- I, I remember the movie they're watching. I do. Yeah. Like, did you ever think for a second that you would come to a conclusion as you felt as super above everything at the time watching the movie that you would be like, no, I want Terry Crews as the president and I want the poof, poopy fart butt. Well, in, in the movie theater, this, this brings to mind. This like is where we're a this while is where ago we where it's like, do we want to watch some Oscar winning classics from the 80s or 90s or do we want to watch Jackass again? And the answer was, let's just watch Jackass again. I mean, at its worst, Jackass literally had poopy fart butt. That's correct. So this is why I feel it, it tied directly into it, because. Like the other one is like, haha, Team America World Police, one of the dumbest movies ever made. Because mm-hmm. the puppet, it throws up for like a minute. Remember that? Ow, my remember balls. How, remember how fun that was? So. Remember the puppets having that stupid puppet sex show? Puppet sex. You can't can't say it's against. That's like the funniest thing I've ever seen. It doesn't violate any any parental guidance things. It's just a bunch of plastic. It should though. It's really graphic. I mean. Okay, but like, but but like, if there, if like, what? Well, anyway, like, if you had a Transformers movie where where he opened up a hatch and started pooping it onto but, Starscream's mouth. Okay, but what if it cut to black and you know, you just heard it? That would actually be way more pornographic. That's what I'm. But then, that's but there's weird. nothing being displayed, is there? Right? No, but so so that's why the the ratings boards are all based on like objective calls from a number of uh, board. Of people that are like, yeah, the context matters because you can't have a robot decide what does and doesn't fit the standards and practices there. Unless you fuck that robot up with porn. Because quite frankly, like you just said, cutting to black and just hearing the sounds of whatever is probably way more explicit feeling simply because your imagination is better than whatever they could show you. Yeah. You know what they should do for ratings boards? We need need to see... We need to plan what'll fuck up the kids. So here's what you do. You have to have a control group. By plan, you mean anticipate. Nah. You have a control group of kids. And then you have the test group of kids. And then you show the test group of kids all that shit that you think will fuck them up. And then you just watch them for like 30 years and you see which ones like commit crimes. I'm aborting this joke. It sucks. This is stupid. Here's and then, a, then you figure it out. No. You're like, ah, Singing in the Rain did it. Serial killers all. I have a question. So we were talking about stuff that's good and dumb. Yeah. And then we're talking about how some stuff is fascinating and good, but it's much rarely yeah. more often that. Yeah. Is there anything you can think of that you like that's deep and dumb? Deep, dumb? Deep and and dumb. Yeah, totally. Kojima? Oh, no, I was going to talk about shit like the Time Cube. 
No, when I say deep, I don't mean there's a lot to sift through. Oh, okay. I mean it's actually there's like, depth to how stupid it is. There's there's stu- there's a lot of stupid. Is a d- dumb is a defining trait, uh-huh. but also the intent that the creator had putting into this uh-huh. uh, is worth discussing. Okay, is worth discussing. Yes, at length. Okay, anime. Well, okay, but when we say anime, like to me, there's, the good ones. There's actually just the, the 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 anime, the word. But then there's like, okay, I'm just gonna say Ava because Ava's dumb as shit. Like yeah. everything that happens to Ava is fucking stupid. Oh yeah, but it's fascinating. Oh yeah, and it's it's Ava's deep and dumb. Um, Kojima, you said it before. Kojima, yeah. um, Punch Mom's watching Ava. Uh, because despite the fact that initially it was like, eh, it's like, should we watch this? I'm like, probably not going to be up your alley. Right. And then it's like, oh, but what about the, like the, the shrink stuff? And it's like, yeah, but a lot of the time there's, there's, there's a bunch. Anyway, there's a whole discussion about it. But then in the end, we ended up seeing so much Ava related shit in Japan that it was just like, okay, I just need to know what the fuck this is. Yeah. So she just started going through it. And, uh. I think she's about halfway at this point, and I jumped on and and sat on the couch and watched like a, a random episode, and it was the one where uh, Ritsuko is like um, doing the tests with the Magi system. Oh, she's arguing with a Robo Mom, and they're going over that whole thing, and I was like, oh yeah, like that is that episode is like eighty percent just jargon. Yeah, as the Hacker Angel is just like. It's a I mean, st- your systems. It's a it's a TNG episode. Yeah, it absolutely is. Right? It is like I, I you know I feel qualified. I know enough about TNG to say like them sitting inside the 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 cockpit yeah. with the chair shaking is basically all that happens. And they're in that just episode. going, oh no, man, the, we tried to throw off the deadbolts and it didn't work. Oh crap! But like, there's a couple of moments, maybe like fifteen to twenty percent of the, the the episode is like either these little touching moments with the characters that are kind of establishing their things about them, mm-hmm. or the relationships they have, or hinting at their feelings of the past. And then ultimately, there's just like the description of like her mom in, in the like as a as a three mm-hmm. uh, entity being, and how these things these things are always in conflict. Yeah, and the two have to outvote the third for any action to take place. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh yeah, that was an interesting thing that I completely forgot about in this otherwise dumb cool show. Yes, where dumb cool shit happens all the time. Yeah. Um, or that time they danced to punch the monster. Because while that's happening, right? While they're they're yeah. they're surviving by the skin of their teeth as this uh, uh, hacking angel is trying to self destruct the the uh, central dogma. Yeah. Um, they're the kids, the fourteen year olds in the in the pods are naked, getting all like. Don't stare at me. Don't look oh, at the camera. You know, and it's being super like, uh, 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 just dumb. Wacky zany. Yeah. So, um, you know, a random episode of Ava, definitely dumb and deep. Definitely. Kojima. Uh, yeah. Throw, deep. throw up fucking Magma Diver next to fucking anything. Magma Diver so bad. <laughs> Here you go, inflation gang. You remember that? See, because their suit blows up. Yeah, we're like I think by not biased, but like I think like because we like Japanese hype shit. Yeah. Um, if something happens to do that and also get into uh uh, uh 
a, a, a slightly below surface level discussion, we're definitely going to give it the benefit of the doubt. Is there anything Western you can think of that's dumb and deep? What applies in that way? Nothing that I'm into, but I'd say the entire young adults fucking category of fiction these days probably has some depth to it, even though it is very dumb and about maze running and or being hungry. Westworld. Westworld is very deep and dumb. <laughs> Westworld. Westworld is the deepest and the dumbest. Westworld crushes that criteria harder than anything Congrats, else. Congrats, Westworld. That's big. That's a big one. Yeah. 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 I mean, does fantasy ever get, like, no. Oh, man. It scratches I, a completely different I edge. just... It just popped into my head because I have the ultimate deep and dumb for you. And it is a man's name. And that man's name is David Lynch. Uh, okay. David Lynch yeah. is deep and dumb to the point where people emulating his style also create things that are deep and dumb. See, I was thinking, I was thinking of the Lynch that I've seen. And the Lynch that I've seen is, it is not it's faux deep yeah because it feels like it feels deep and abstracted to the point of non-discussion yeah um but what if though and the 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 most sense i was able to make of uh mulholland dr was uh, a, a gigantic essay i read about it after i watched it which framed a lot of the movie as homages to film genres but that doesn't i mean we can go back and retroactively explain a lot of things but that doesn't explain um i don't think you can explain absolutely everything about the weirdness of what lynch does i just so i just, I, I had this moment in my mind while you were saying that which is i want to see if this is a real quote and it is where david lynch will say something crazy and the, someone will go to him, can you explain that? And he'll go, no. Yeah. So what I was saying is, there, if you take, a, if you take a, a given thing where you go like, we have 15 super strange deci decisions that David Lynch made in this scene. Yeah. And uh, we can break down why they happen. You will never cover all of them because there will actually be 20. Yeah. And there will be five that you cannot explain and five that he cannot explain that he just did because he's like, you know, it would be fucking weird. And then he just I, did it. I've told this story before, but it bears mentioning on the specific thing. There's an episode of the new season of Twin Peaks. I think it's episode eight, in which it starts with an atom bomb explosion. And in uh, post-season interviews, he describes how he was, like, getting into screaming matches with HBO people because uh, he wanted more money to shoot longer episodes. And they're like, dude, come on, right? Yeah. And you can tell right away it's this episode because it's the weirdest one by far. It is a five and a half minute zoom in on an atom bomb explosion. Mm -hmm. And it like it zooms in from the the, the mushroom cloud and mm -hmm. then it zooms into the fire mm -hmm. and to the subatomic mm -hmm. and to the sub subatomic. Mm -hmm. And like it, there's nothing there. Mm -hmm. It is content less. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the episode, 
a crazy magic oil hobo mm -hmm. speaks a, a, a cryptic phrase, uh, this is the water and this is the well, into a radio thing for like five minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, and then a big evil bug with a human head crawls into a, a, like a teenage girl's mouth. Mm -hmm. And then the episode ends. Mm -hmm. And... You're like, why'd you hold? Why'd you hold the camera on this guy saying this for like half an hour? And all I can think of is because fuck it, because mm -hmm. I could. Yeah, and then you go, fuck you. Well, and like it's like, are, so are you? Are you coming from the same places as Warhol and Kaufman? Right? Is it? Is it in defiance of the genre? No. Then it's just cause. Just cause. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, he also like he made a PlayStation commercial with a weird duck in and, it. And every time uh, in every and interview he, that I could find, when I was just looking, when people go, "Hey, what's up with that?" He goes, "I will never explain anything, ever." Yeah. Well, at that point, you build an empire on not explaining anything. Yeah. So why would you, right? Like, and the the <laughs> you know the 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 magic of 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 like film in particular. Like, if you were to go back and look at like a. a like, if someone like Salvador Dali can get away with painting something strange and then yeah. having people dissect it forever. Yeah. Because it's one frame which you can put as much intent in, uh, as you so want. So then you start digging through the guy's life. You go, okay, To try well, to piece it all together. He did a lot of drugs. And then Sometimes can, it's that simple. And then you can eventually, most likely, create some sort of narrative that explains why you're seeing what you're seeing. Like, uh, take, uh, take uh, Lewis Carroll, right? How much literary insight could you possibly get from Alice in Wonderland? Almost none. How much literary insight from Alice in Wonderland can you get by finding out that Lewis Carroll loved drugs LSD. and was obsessed with his neighbor's 14-year-old daughter, Alice? A whole lot. You can, you can assume a lot. And that now gets to the other thing I was going to bring up where I was going to say Richard Linklater, when, uh, when you see the unexplained weirdness in some of the stuff he does, it's almost just going like, yeah, well, I'm trying to capture the random, uncontrollable, subconscious dream states. Yeah. So your mind doesn't have explanations for what it does. So when you see things that make no sense, it's like, yeah, that's your mind when you're dreaming. Who cares? Yeah. Fuck you. Leave it alone. Yeah. Right? Um, and then you get really, really obvious ones with creators coming out. And you're like, Anno, how come, how come Ava is so weird and dumb? And he's like, well, I love giant robots and I was really depressed uh, when I made the show and my dad kicked my ass when I was a kid. And you go, oh. Well, that actually pretty much explains literally everything in that show. Also, he had the clout to do that because he worked on a ton of amazing shit at Gainax yeah. and built up a reputation for being a fucking anime master. So, yeah. you know, you can do that shit. But yes, absolutely. Most certainly unexplainable and you hand wave it but like i feel like hey you, know. you go to david lynch and you're like hey david and you're about to ask him to explain it and then you look at his hair and you're like oh i i know why did you watch uh, boyhood i did not bo watch boyhood apparently it was made over 12 years 12 years a decade plus two uh-huh I don't agree with the concept of that film. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. It was all right. <laughs> I don't agree with the concept of that film. <laughs> it took 12 years and it was, yeah, it was all right. How old is the kid when it starts? Uh, Like, whatever, like 
three, four. Something? I don't agree with it. I don't know. I don't think I forget, a four-year-old. I forget, I forget how or no, no. I forget how early it starts. I'm just making shit up. I don't think like a a, a little kid can fucking sign on with the full knowledge of being in a 12 year movie Too late. project. Take it up with SAG and Actra. <sighs> Those rules are long established, buddy. I don't, I don't think that's a good thing to do. Well, reminds me of uh, that when the kid turns of age, he can decide. Fuck that! I don't like that, and pull everything off the shelves. Yeah, sure. And give back all the money. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it feel it like I remember. I remember when fa- you remember when Facebook started to explode with your friends' baby pictures. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. And sure. I remember thinking like the baby can't consent. To your that. kid's gonna be fucking mad, pissed in fifteen years, or not care because no one uses Facebook anymore, or not care because we're all in the database anyway. We're all in the case. database, but you know what I mean. And it's sitting there, but no one actually browses it. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, sure, doesn't even matter anymore. But don't look at my baby penis. Then you know what? Then we stop it by saying children and underage kids too young to uh, decide for themselves whether or not they want to be in a film or depicted as a, a child actor. Yeah. Uh, now adults have to play babies. Thumbs up from Pat. That's that's all child roles must now be played by full grown adults mm-hmm. in every film. Yep. I don't care how it looks. Yep. Go find yourself a Gary Coleman if you're lucky. Otherwise, just get an adult. Yeah, just get Bruce Willis to play the son. Put him in a diaper, put him in a fucking done Bobbit. Perfect. This is way better. Solved. Well, you have you've solved a problem I didn't know existed because this is a much, much better world we'll live in now. Because, like, imagine Home Alone with modern Macaulay Culkin. No changes. No changes at all. Dude, you'd be getting auditions left and right. I would. Because I am a small baby man. I'd have to shave. No. No? No. 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 All right. It just becomes an accepted part of society. Yeah. The beard symbolizes baby. It, it it it's one of those things that you just culturally like it becomes invisible like you know how back in the day there would be um those uh uh in japanese theater there'd be those guys in all black that yeah. would like carry things around on the stage yeah the the the, the stage the stage hands yeah stage right. guys yeah. so like i remember reading uh or that's not true that's a lie i remember someone who read about this told me there's a little ki- white lie everyone tells to keep the theme going um <laughs> someone who read about this told me that uh people from uh back in the day that would go watch these old theater performances those people were actually almost invisible to them yeah like they became so expected and thus uh, but then unexpected yeah that like when people would lift up the actors to make them almost fly and do these weird crazy jet things you'd be like oh they were super duper shocked by what they were seeing because, like, your brain just starts censoring those people. Out. I remember a million years ago, I think it was one of my English teachers that told me this that in way back in Shakespearean or pre that times, that the soliloquy actually felt way more impactful than it does now. Like when somebody just stands, like stands onto the little side stage and to talk directly to the audience, yeah, and that was like fucking crazy. Because how, like, what are you doing? Holy shit! But you're in the you're over there in play world. But like also, that. there was that that was also um, close to the point in time in in which like actors were not necessarily seen as actors; yeah. they were the characters. Oh my god! Right. 
and and uh there's like a, a that whole thing of like you're a performer that will take on multiple roles like that was that there's a point in time where that wasn't a concept but um or at the very least people would tour and not know that you were doing this thing yes. as a you know back in the days of bards in any case uh you know what you know what's deep and dumb us we're deep and dumb. This conversation is deep and dumb. That's meta. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's meta. Oh, it's meta. That's super meta. Welcome this, to your this, meta podcast this week, gang. This conversation itself is deep and dumb. Wow. Think about it. Bruh. I think video games are bad. I think video games are good. Debate. Um... Uh, the NBA 2K20 docket article that I sent you last Monday. Okay, that's your opening statement. That's video games are bad. Okay, my rebuttal. Uh, you chose to create a career out of them. Therefore, you must enjoy them enough to decide that that's a... Is enjoyment necessarily a qualifier of good or bad? Yeah. Okay, well, well then you win. You won. Video games are okay, at least. At the end of the day, video games are okay. You know what's not okay? And that's the name of the podcast clip. Yeah. Video games are okay. You know what's not okay in video games? Astral Chain Story. Okay. I need a file number before I even start to talk. But so far... But so far, I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt. I need a file number from you right now. For hype. Um, I can't give you a file number, but I can give you... Uh, three completed? Three completed. So, just acquired... Okay. Uh, just acquired the Arrow Got it. Legion. All right. That game's story is objectively terrible. I heard. It is... It is a platinum ass, but I beat it over the over the over the weekend. Mm-hmm. It you... is a platinum ass fucking nonsense. It is like you get to the final ten percent, and you get the feeling, oh man, they're totally gonna answer what? No, no, they're not. No, they are not. So. There will questions be coming up for you, Wooly, such as, Huh, how does that item work? Where did it come from? Why does so-and-so have it and not this other one? What was this person's plan? Could that possibly have been their plan? Huh? What? But were they? Enjoy having those questions forever, because it doesn't matter. Because okay. things get introduced explicitly so that they can... So let's assume... I'm going to use a, a, a facsimile here, an analogy. Let's assume a character shows up... Facsimile? Whatever. I don't know how to talk. A character shows up and they have a magic gun from God. From the Lord. And they shoot your character and your character grows wings... Do you mean the gun from the oldest house? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And then your character grows wings and has a cool anime moment. Mm-hmm. And you go, wow. Where? Shut up. And the word God will never be uttered ever again. Yeah. 
I'm going to go ahead and assume that possibly this might be the difference between uh, Kamiya Dumb and I, I don't remember the new director's the name. The new director's name, even though I read a really long article about people praising him for becoming a true director and saying, I knew he became a real director when I saw him getting super pissed and yelling at everybody. And then the other guy at Platinum being like, nah, 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 nah. I knew he was a real director when we said, yo, this is stupid. You should take it out. And he said, I will never take it out. I would rather die than remove this feature. And they're like, yeah, he's a real director. Yeah, that was probably when you become an ornery son of a bitch. Yeah, you're now a real director. So the the game is stellar stupendous fantastic i can't believe how much content Tauda. Tauda. there it is like it's incredible it's probably the best platinum game it has the worst story of any platinum game yeah by so, far it um, is so astonishingly hilariously so that, and, bad and that's the thing that so when when there are like it, it, plot holes are expected and unanswered things are but like uh, there's, there's a, more hole than plot here so that i guess whenever something happens and you go oh why did that happen or where did that or what caused that, or what was the domino, right? Yeah. Everything you do in a thing, you just kind of go, what was the domino that hit that to fall that, to fall And that? the answer in Astral Chain is shut up. Now, the dominoes, like, can always, in many cases, be further, uh, like, dumbness. Yeah. But there is a domino there. And yeah. I want to say, like, uh, in Kamiya's case, you can go read extensive files on everything in the wonderful 101, yeah. all of the technology they have, yeah. why it happens, where it came from. And that's all stupid as shit. And it's all incredibly dumb. But it's there. But it is there because he, in his spare time, thought about those questions while while getting Guinness Books of World Record uh, 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 fucking accomplishments, by the way. I don't know yeah. if you saw that. He got it. I did. I did yeah. see it. I um, in Bayonetta, right, there is an answer to... The name of the forest that Gamora, the demon, comes from. Yeah. There is lore behind Madama Butterfly and everything about how, um, not Madama Butterfly, but the final demon uh, she calls at the end of one. I forgot. The super big The giant lady. one. Yeah. Um, um, the fuck. creator or whatever. God, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking out. But like that, how that is a summon that usually kills the witch that summons it yeah and so it shows that Bayo was willing to die in that moment to fix the problem yeah not knowing jean was alive and so jean seeing her summon it gives her half they gives half and then that and that's yeah. how they survive uh, okay let me let me give you an astral chain version you ready shiva queen okay. shiva here's the astral chain version of that you know how they all live on the ark right the ark is where humanity lives now why? Because the, the, the Chimera Demons threat took over 99% of the planet, right? Mm -hmm. How'd they know where to build the Ark? Do you remember the line of dialogue that they gave you? No, they just said that scientists got together. And no, they didn't. They said that the prophets said that they would have to build the Ark. Oh, but when you hear the word prophecy, you're not supposed to question it. Right. It's they, just supposed to be a written They'll say... Of the prophets did this. And there's a, a, another line of dialogue that says pretty yeah, much the same yeah, thing yeah, in yeah. the files. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not supposed to question that. When you see that in dumb fiction, you're supposed to just go, oh, it's this world's version of the Bible. Okay, there's a, there, got it. There's a, there, no, no, they're people. Because a character later remarks that I had to learn from the prophets. And what I just told you is literally all of it in the game. Sure. You know what's fucking sick? What? When that stuff ends up coming back around and having a very clear explanation 
Shout outs to Attack on Titan. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't have one in this game. They're probably going to have a fucking, uh, they're going to have a, a sequel, uh, uh, sequels to this. And whenever you think, okay, whenever you run into dumb, dumb magic bullshit in Astral Chain, I will tell you a story about that game's development that will m- help it make more sense. All right? It was supposed to be a fantasy game in ye old Arthurian times where you controlled demons instead of cop magic. And Nintendo was like, eh, why, why not sci-fi instead? And they were like, okay. Nintendo suggested the setting switch. Yeah. That's interesting. Right? That... So, oh, so, man. so remember, <laughs> yeah. the plot okay. is actually totally under Arthurian magic demon okay. rules. Okay. Which is why a lot of the stuff is biblical. Yeah. It's so funny how a, a snap decision can be made early on in the process where you just kind of go, yeah, all right, let's, yeah, start, let's, let's start replugging these, these, you know, pegs into the board. They also, the- and, uh, you compare it to like near automata where yeah. the setting is so integral yeah. inter- integral to like why everything is happening and the, it's the most deliberate point in time you could yeah. choose it's it's to tell here, a story here's based the plot on the bible narrative. and everything every single thing in the game has to adhere to this and literally everything yoko taro has ever written like the timing of where and how near, near automata setting introduces itself to you is the most deliberate thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and you just flip it to the other side or it's like, yeah, fuck it, cops. Yeah, space, future, future cops. You guys see that American TV show, Cops? Pokes post-apocalyptic, though? Yeah, sure. Uh, and also, you were supposed to be controlling two... At the same time. Uh, legions at the same time. Yeah, the difficulty... And that got cut because it was impossible. Yeah, your brain doesn't do that. Like, you can do Ikaruga brain to people and make make your brain turn to mush yeah. and feel all fuzzy and tingly because you're like, oh my god, I have to reprocess, right? Yeah. But you cannot do that forever. Yeah. And uh, some people learn how to play shmups with, two, with one hand on both sticks and those people are fucking crazy. They're mutants. But that cannot be sold. Yeah. As a game for everyone to play. Yeah. That's wild. The The fact that the, the system we have is a compromise from a much more complicated and hard one yeah. is like, I can see it and I can see each, each element being like, you have to give the player a chance to stop thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't require them to continuously think and process a battle and another battle over yeah. here at the same time and somehow dodge and react to whatever else is happening to both of them. So, man, Astro Chain's fucking amazing. Like, uh, incredibly horrible story aside, like, you you, uh, you end up starting to laugh at it and how stupid it becomes because stu- stuff just starts to happen. Let me just, you know, you know when some mm-hmm. stories and stuff just starts happening and remember, you're like, why? Dude, like, the third fucking mission in the game like there's this there's a moment of just like yay we did it but did you no <laughs> you know and it's a really <laughs> alarming 
like pop off, I should say. Yeah, it's when you come back out of the portal. And you come back out, and, but it's just like, <laughs> oh my god, like literally blaring sirens. Of, and everything's oh, on fire, fuck. and people are falling out of windows. <laughs> um... You know, and then it, then then it, and it's at that moment that the game is also like time to get good. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. It, it it's very clear that if that game like revealed its true form, show me your true form. If it did that from the get go, people would have fucking returned it in I, droves. I I feel like the the game's pacing is kind of kind of unbelievable like unbelievably good for its terrible story because mission one is super normal right like you played mission one two and three right mission one is really normal it's like monsters get them right it's like a common rider episode like the 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 the, yes. the the chase and then the the battle on the highway yes and then mission two is like okay let's investigate and get the monster of the week Yes. And then, oh, but all that crazy shit happens at the end. Yes. And then number three is, okay, now we're fully fledged magic cops and we're going to go to, oh, no, right? And so, you know, big escalation. Around six or seven, it's just like, it starts to become like, huh? If I didn't. What? If I didn't (laughs) have an understanding of what Platinum tries to do usually, uh, I would have had serious questions about the pacing in this game because you don't know what you're moving towards, right? Like, we have seen that DMC5 hype chart yeah. of progression. And we also, and before that was explained, we also know that, like, you know, uh, uh, not, I mean, DMC's Capcom, but like, but we know that Platinum Games have a similar trajectory of trying so, to go to fucking space. I will it. tell you right now. Don't tell me too much. It doesn't have the same trajectory as other Platinum Games. Okay. But we know that there is a, um, some games will do the start the first mission full power, depower, and then build yeah. back up to that moment. This one, it's start the first mission and you're not even using the real gameplay system and the real gameplay system would scare you yeah so we cannot show it to you and in just fact yet. they they take most of the game to give you the real combat they trickle system. it to you right and they trickle it to you uh in such a way where you have to do these like combat tutorials until you get it yeah you know you must um now that's all interspersed with um i really i want to find the right i guess the word is busy work right but like there's a thing too where you can you can either have a game just be like I said action to action to action yeah. or you can have a game where you have busy work in between the action I think that the pacing in this game is incredible I definitely uh <laughs> I can see the parts of like the micromanagement that you can do on everything in Astral Chain yeah. that like people like Right, RPG players love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, MMO players love that. Yeah, I like some degree of it. I don't like. I don't need this Gaia personally. Yeah. Right? There's a level to which it's. Oh, are you talking about the ability system? I mean, like slotting in the shit to your legions for attack up. Slight, slight modifier, but but it's. I'm excited when I get a good one. Right? I hate that system. I'm excited when I get a good one and I go, oh wow, yo, self destruct can do this, so this makes me play a little bit different with that one, and I can now go, oh, but this Legion over here, 
has this to it. So like it makes because it's the chips. And right. I love it is the totally chips. the chips. The pro- I love the chips. The problem with um Legion is that the chips in Nier had you were the chip you equipped to your character. Yeah. Here it's the the chips you equip to your five characters, and some of them have bonus attributes that are like parry or whatever. Oh yeah, well and wh- the more legions you get the faster that becomes, like, impossible to remember who has what. Well, Pat, what's your Pokemon holding? Well, you also... What object did you give your Pokemon to hold? You also unlock the ability to hold five of those per Legion. If you go full. And by the end of the game, I tell you what, it was on stream, I had, like, a fucking frustrated breakdown, and I pulled all of them off all of them and slotted in identical attack ups on all five that's stupid. and said i will never engage with this system ever again that's stupid. i hate it just put on stuff that's good and then fucking... you know what's good attack up okay well don't yeah. tell me having 40 percent attack up is bad because it's good that's good but like you're that's ridiculous there's no there's nothing wrong with it. just all right you go ahead and micromanage all that shit but the game does have that across the board in such a way where you're like whew by the end of it for sure right because you've got the tree you've got this chips yeah you've got the uh what's the third one uh the skills skills moves you know skills are important the tree it gives you those skills and also just boosts and the abilities are at the end there okay so maybe it would like uh, perhaps they, they thought things would be either too easy or too uh uh i don't know what but like I don't think you. I don't think you need the tree and skill the skills menu. I think the tree should just give you the moves that you get, right? And uh, I think you can just give people like a tree where you unlock new inputs to do the things. Well, are you talking about skills or abilities? Because uh, yes, I know that is confusingly worded, isn't it? Because skills in that game are the hold the button and then do round trip or do which you have to equip. Yeah, no, right. Those are all great, or mostly. Great. Yeah, but though, and I think, and I, and that's where I say, like, yeah, you don't. That, that's probably where I would have pulled it back, and I would have really. Just, yeah, you would have kept the fucking slot in stat boosts, but removed the the moves. No, no, no. The moves would not be removed. Okay. They would just be a permanent part of the char- the character's kit, as opposed to cycling through two. I don't abilities. know. That game is button heavy already. I don't even know where you would put them. Um. I mean, so Wonderful 101 allowed you to draw shapes to do what you needed to do contextually. Mm-hmm. In this case, you couldn't do that necessarily. Um, like one of the best moves. But I, I would, I would just, I would rather it be on like inputs like up, down, circle, forward, forward, things like that, mm. than be um, slotted in as if they were like items in a way. I feel like. Because it is already difficult enough to get your Legion and yourself to be doing different moves just with the two that are back, forward, and circle. Mm-hmm. I think forward, forward, and otherwise would just... And also, they unlock a shit ton of moves. They unlock, like, nine of them each. Yeah, th- this, so this game, was, it gets into the busy work, you know? And the busy work is really... Uh, uh... Again, depending on who you are, like if you, like you're you're treading through these little rewards, you're getting these little bits pieces, and you're like, I'm cleaning my legion, I'm scrubbing the dirt off of it. By the way, you should do that. I'm, I'm doing uh, it. It's been it's been confirmed by the devs. It makes a difference. It makes a difference. What it does is it it uh, the more uh, the more Crits, dirt damage. No, the more dirt is on your legion, the less often they will auto attack. 
Okay, okay, yeah. So when they're completely buff clean and you send them out, they will just never stop attacking. Okay. But yeah. if you leave them filthy, they'll attack and then yeah. kind of sit around. No, I'm scrubbing my, my, my Chipokemon. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm fucking doing the, the, the thing. But, like, I definitely see... Um, and it doesn't it doesn't feel like a feature creep thing. It just feels like a like this game is gives you so many options and these systems are a way of like sectioning them off into yeah, compartmental. I agree. So the the reason I think we're having a difference of opinion on this is because you have arrow and you have sword, right? Yeah. When you get to having the five, yeah. Dude I don't want more inputs. Right. You are drowning in inputs. And you are you are doing stuff like using swords uh fucking because uh, one of the best ones is auto bind where they you whip them around super fast to right? You'll do that and then you'll immediately switch to arrow and then use the line arrow ability to like hit all the people that are chained up, and then you'll switch to beast to howl so that you restun them. And it's like well, my brain wants to imagine it'll it'll be like cycling through Dante weapons, right? But lest we forget, that too is a uh, yeah. <laughs> like okay, how do you get the hang of Dante? Okay, I got the hang of Dante. But the hang of Dante really just means I found the five things I really like to do. So, like, it's, it's, it's funny. <laughs> and I'm going to cycle through these things. Because we keep talking about how, like, your stand cops and it's about using your stands. And it does feel like that for the beginning of the game. At the end of the game, it actually emulates a very specific moment in Persona more. You ever watch the P4 anime? No. There's a part uh, in the middle of the way through when they're fighting Mitsubo. Uh, fucking Dragon Quest kid. Yeah. And in the anime, it's the big hero moment where uh, you just start snapping his fingers and just like one after the other, after the other, after the other. And they all just... through personas? They just all come out and just bam, bam, while, bam, while bam. Fighting. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And it's like, it's actually like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's more like just your your guy swung and your, your axe like did an X cut mm-hmm. only for them to knock it up and then beast to jump out and hit it. And oh, yeah. Like, I it's mean, that, it's that, a whole fucking so thing. That, that moment in any, like, uh, anime-style setting is where, like, protagonist displays mastery is when, like, they have a bunch of things to choose from and you see them hot switching. Like, super fast. Style switching. Yeah. It's literally just style switching, yeah. right? Whether that is near weapons just coming out and flying and doing amazing things. Mm-hmm. Or, like, even, and I brought it up before, but it's like, yeah, pulling out your Pokemon and having them all just fucking go one, two, three, da, 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 da. Well, there's rules to it, obviously. Like, anytime you see someone doing really cool, fast switching of things, yeah. it it's like, oh, fuck, this person has completely taken control of whatever the the skill you've been learning and building up to. Mm-hmm. Um, one nice one that uh, doesn't come up too often, but is 100% that as well, is probably uh, one of my favorite moments from uh, Gendy's Clone Wars, when that uh, clone trooper has... Oh, the guns. The gun switch yeah, moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. where the clone trooper is just gun comboing yeah, everything. he's standing on the ridge. For like a minute straight. And then throwing away the pistols and pulling out the rifle. Yeah. And then rifling, rifle done, switch to the next one. Mate, like, it was styling. It was sick. That's a fucking awesome gift. Shoot many guns. And it, and it shows, yeah, mastery of all things, right? You're saying the gameplay turns into it. It totally goes there. And, uh, as the, as now that I am into chapter 12, which is the post game, 
which is, hey, you want to go fight some shit? The, it's there's just as much post game as there is game. There aren't any cutscenes, and there aren't any blue cases. But if you want to get out there and fight your ass off with your fully maxed out, kitted out character against increasingly tough encounters in which bosses start showing up as regular enemies, fucking have at it. I mean, I tell you, tons there. Yeah, the game and and early on in, they're definitely. So right now I'm definitely getting fucking cock teased on like the um the the uh 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 Alfheim style feelings of like jumping into this portal, yeah, fighting a few waves, yeah, and then like all right pulling back out and just me being like, God damn what I wouldn't give to not have the next one be an hour away. Yeah, you know. Well, what what when the Alfheims are there in the blue cases, it's a little pace breaker, mm-hmm. and when the Alfheims are there in the big cases, it's like just discrete levels in between the big set pieces. Like, and I, then when I to, saw one hidden behind a car, I couldn't lift. I was so bummed. I, out. That one's really good too. I was that so one's really good. Out. So you know what you're gonna do? Come back with your arm. You're gonna come back and do most of that level again and find a bunch of hidden stuff and find a bunch of Man, I finished some of those missions the first time getting half of the fights in them total. So the Like four of eight. The 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 fights themselves being fucking honey dicked honey dicked to you the whole time. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, I'll pick up these cans and investigate this shit, but I'm trying to get trying to get to that next fight. Yeah. Um is is working for me. Whereas some I, again, I, I I can't help but think of someone who's like maybe not. I saw a lot of people that yeah going like, what the fuck is this game about, right? Uh, I mean, you, I don't know if you watched the uh, the girlfriend reviews. Uh, I did not know. Okay, but like that's so that's a girlfriend reviews. She did did a did a thing of that, and like you can kind of hear just like as a spectator watching this, I'm like, what is the point? What are we doing? Is this is the Phoenix Wright stuff the point? Because it's really simple and basic. It's not that complicated. The puzzling, but it's taking up so much time, and it's just like it's no. it's a cool off period. It's a cool off period, certainly. And it's a and it's a. It usually it's a setting. Uh, like the story is really fucking stupid, but the fact that they like they the the mission you're talking about, uh, mission three, is in Maison Forest, right? The that's the the name of the area. It's like the kind of slummy looking area. I uh, Hoboville. Yeah. So that first hour and a half in that area is to be like, hey, look, people live here. You'll solve the couple of their problems. This is a cop working his beat. So that when you come out of that portal of and course. see that half of them are on fire. Sure. You're like, oh, no, I got to sure. save the city. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, near Automata also does. Yeah. To very dramatic effect. Multiple times. <laughs> yeah. But... You're still fighting at your own pace as you travel across that overworld. Mm -hmm. And you don't, so that you don't get rusty, slash, the next fight is as soon as you want it to be. Yeah. Um, And that's something that I wish I had more control of. Mm. I wish I had more control of where the next fight would be. Well, if you skip all the blue cases, then yeah, it'll be way faster. I guess because blue I, cases are I, all I, non-combat and red I cases are all combat. I know, but I, I don't want to like sacrifice 
completing the stuff I want to for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I wish it was implemented in a in a, a a more frequent encounter kind of way. Again, like near having that overworld for you where mm-hmm. you can just run by everything, fast travel if you need to, or go fucking fight every time you pop back in, every time it, re- it repopulates. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it would be interesting if there was a... Um, an overworld or perhaps an underworld of like uh uh whatever hell dimension yeah where fights were everywhere yeah there is it's mission 12 it's after you beat the game well but not locked that far away you're 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 running into the issue that is being caused it's not a big deal no no but let me let me just you're running into the issue that is being caused by the fact that you are not playing, de- sitting down and beating this game in three days. Perhaps. The, like, if you sat down and, and just beat through and, and ran through this game like you would fucking crush something on your own time. But I didn't feel you this wouldn't way. feel this. But I didn't feel this way with any of the other, um, like, recent... Well, yeah, Platinum none of them had nearly as much, like, you know? non-combat side stuff. Right. This one has by far the most, like, a huge, huge amount. Like... Yeah. Well, there's a fucking photo hunt mini game in there. Of course, you, you, like that's way more in depth than you probably think it is. So, uh, what 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 I'm effectively feeling is like, man, I really love this combat, and like I want to do it more often. Yeah, that's, I, that's basically the gist of I, it. I really feel like a big reason why they they did it like this is because what you described earlier, which is you know, remember how they they kept the real combat system from us for yeah. two missions. Yeah, they don't want to scare you away. I think that's part of it. I think they're letting people like, you know, you got Arrow Legion. So now we're now think about you have Arrow Legion. Now in the next mission, you'll be doing story. Ah, oh, talking to the, you know, uh, oh, now you'll do a, a training fight or now you'll do a little, a little gate uh, fight so you can feel out Arrow Legion, you know? Well, I will say this, right? Like. One day, Platinum will be able to do all that non-combat stuff and have that be equally as compelling. Because if that was their goal during the cooldown, it's like... Oh, I don't think it's possible for it to be equally as compelling. I mean, one one day they might get there, but today is not that day. Because, I mean, quite frankly, Yoko Taro knows how to do that. Yeah. But that's having someone else Well, he's going to be doing the FF14 raid that they're talking about. And the storyline on that shit is going to be way more compelling than the fights. <laughs> Right. Um, so, but, but like, it is a very, like, it's a valid claim to, to, to say, you know, if you're looking at the pie chart of like different types of actions you can do in this game or, or time spent doing these, these objectives. Yeah. Um, the large non combat objective part of it, uh, is like, it's that, it's that necessary downtime, but it's not hyper compelling content. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I enjoyed it as a pace breaker, especially because I was streaming it for long periods. Mm-hmm. But it's to the game's credit that all I want to do is get back to that that awesome fucking yeah. And it, and the best part about it is that like I'm at the point where I'm either replaying old missions to S rank stuff, and mm-hmm. you just skip right to the part you want, mm-hmm. or just going ahead with uh, with mission twelve, which is fucking crazy long and super tough. Like the you know the platinum ultimate difficulty, mm-hmm. it is not that much harder. It is really very. It's a minor step up in difficulty. Um, like I like I feel like it could have been like a selectable difficulty right from the start. 
Hmm. Um, you know what would have made a difference? You know what actually might have made a little difference is uh, having the void on a loading screen. I find the loading screens are actually really fast. They're pretty. They're not that bad. Yeah, they're not that bad. They're pretty quick. They're they're slow when uh, they're slow when you're going from the HQ into the city. Yeah, because that's a that's yeah. a big ass load. But uh, the first, so the first, the first time I was going into the the frame rate dimension. It it took a while, but then after that, it was very quick. I was yeah. like, "Oh, they didn't even have the animation of you getting like it, was, it took seconds." You know? Yeah, I it think like, it's because it's it. I bet if you played a different Switch game, it would take longer again. But I think it's just permanently loaded into the game's fucking memory. Something, but because um, that is a frame rate dimension. Now that you've been there, yes, holy shit, is that obviously the frame rate dimension? Yeah. But like something about um, Bayo's constant like, okay, wait, press press the pause button here. Do your moves, feel it. Just mm-hmm. yeah, you're always in the void. You're always feeling that combat and trying something out, and even throwing down a random enemy if you wanted to would go a long way to just keeping you in touch with that. The game is know, ironically enough for platinum game fun. less focused on combat than most of the others. There are puzzle solving elements, like actual puzzle solving actual elements. Puzzle solving, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, available in the game, there are platforming elements in the game, which just seems really weird to say. In a game that doesn't have a jump button. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of collectibles. There's a lot of collectibles. The, the platforming is like... <laughs> it's super weird, isn't it? I mean, it's trying to get you to just to do the, the chain pulls to, to get you up to these balconies that are just like, oh man, that banister was in the way. Yeah. That failed. There's a couple of those where because the jump is weird, you have to fucking gimmick your way around uh, environmental areas in interesting ways. Mm. Um, probably my favorite is there's one way late in the game where you have to send your legion over a hole in a railing to like sit on top of a car and then like run down a staircase while keeping the legion in the same spot so that you can yank your character over like a hole that you wouldn't be able to send your legion through it's always, it's it's goofy there's always these little moments of dissonance where if you see like a pickup on top of a dumpster um and you have to jump off of a balcony and aim your legion pull yeah. to get you right on top of the dumpster to get the item. But it's like you're on foot and the system in the game just doesn't have a way to just crawl There's up. It's just not to, a jump. <laughs> you're just like, yeah. it's right there. Yeah. Why well, can't stand cop crawl? He can crawl. Or uh, or uh, or climb. Yeah. Well, anyway. That game's fantastic. And dumb. That's... Oh, it's... It's straight up the dumbest game I've played all year. It's fucking so stupid. Also, the other day, uh, I remember I was saying, like, doesn't seem like there's a ton of airplay. Yeah, and you went, yeah, there isn't as much. There's airplay in this game. Yeah, I said there isn't as much. It's definitely not but as there, much. But there's, but there, there is, is some. Hefty, you, can, you, can, you can get up there. You can get up there. And you can stay up there for a minute if you if you if you want play your cards right. Yeah. So I went. I didn't expect that, and that was dope. Yeah. You know what else is fantastic that I beat this uh, this week? River City Girls. Yeah. Yeah. How long was that? Six hours. Cool. You. Uh, I saw you played it for what an hour and a half. Two. Two. All right. You're thirty percent through. <laughs> cool. Uh, fucking great beat 'em up. 
it's it's a new river city fun references uh, great art style great incredible music, music. Great incredible music incredible music music that i'm worried is gonna get flagged when uploaded to youtube because anytime i hear vocals kick in i'm like god didn't, damn it, it i love didn't this. Uh, happen to me it. and i put the whole stream up so uh uh yeah i think that's a uh, 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 uh I, I, I like that there is, I mean, obviously, like Kunio and and Dragon Double Dragon have had crossover references for a long time. Um, I'm loving the fact that like the moves they're doing as well are like yeah. even doing the sound effects mm-hmm. and things like that. So like, just yeah, solid solid system. I like I like the striker system. Yeah, that's something that adds a little bit of refreshment to you know like rep- like fighting goons all the time and mm-hmm. beat them up is is. Kind of, you know, tired, but like, here's a little thing where you're like, oh, let's collect this new one and then build up that database. Uh, ending is interesting. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Normally, I wouldn't even mention it other than that game has a pretty interesting ending. It definitely, I, I, I could see that, like, from the outset, there's got to be some weird place to go with it. That's not what you think. It is significantly weird, and it is not the place I thought. Yeah, yeah. I, I could, like, from the get-go, it's like, Van pulls up, it kidnapped our boyfriends, what are we doing? And I'm like, immediately, I'm like, how are you going to fucking play this? What's going to be up when you get there? What's going to be the twist? You know, what do we do? Who cares? That song on the title screen is amazing. Let's get shit. Um, map navigation. Uh, takes a minute, takes a while to to backtrack to do things in that the game. The bus stops help, but they're not the end not all a, solution. Nope, not especially when you go into like the school. Well, there's like six, and you're like, well, there's no fast travel in the school. You're in the school. Well, luckily, you only have to go back to school like once. Um, great, great designs on some of those characters. Nice returning faces. Fun stuff. So uh, you're playing as Masako, I assume. Hey, if you bet it. Uh, cause like I feel disappointed because I dabbed. I dabbed my way to victory on six of wait, seven. Wait, bosses. wait, wait, hold on, hold on a second. Misako is the black haired one? Yep. Main character? Well, uh, Kyoko is player one, but Misako is first in some of the intro stuff, so I don't know. Tough girl. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm playing tough girl. Yeah. Kyoko is. Kyoko looks like player two in all the media, but she's actually player one. So I like I'm, I don't get it. What are you talking about? Really? Yeah. In all the in all the things, she's like player two. Yeah, except when you press start on the game, she's the one the the cursor. Is yeah, I had, to, I had to move over. Right, to like the that's that's what I'm talking about. It's actually weird. Okay. Um, and you would think Misako would be player one because she's the one dating Kunio, and yeah. uh, Kyoko's the one dating Ricky. Well, but black hair all the way, but. Uh, yes, other girl has the dab, and other girl has the uh, the drop kick. Yeah, and, and it's just and like Kakuretsu. I I dabbed six of seven bosses to death on the final hit. Yeah, and I screwed up once. I'm bummed out. But you know what's better than a dab? Nothing. A fucking. You hay- heard me. A fucking. You haymaker. heard me. A haymaker. Lily, the dab is straight up a better move. I I picked up Masako and play, the Haymaker is good, but it's straight up not as good as the dab. Well, sure. Also, the dab has rainbow effects. Rainbow effects and um and 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 what you can't see on the sprite is the little date <laughs> that it was yeah. implemented on. Because I feel like that game, or at least that move, 
and the entirety of Borderlands 3. So I want to talk about that, even though I haven't played it. Should have a little date stamp next to every joke, just so that everyone playing it knows, hey man... When this was written in, it was fresh at the time. So I got a, I got a couple. We can't be held reli- liable for the fact that this game took too long to come out. <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine who who has worked for a long time in the game business, yeah, uh-huh. and he has worked with a lot of different teams at a lot of different companies, and almost every project, the guys go, "Hey." You know would be really funny? Let's put Gangnam style in our in our game. And he goes, don't do that. Mm-hmm. By the time this shit ships, mm-hmm. you will look like the most dated old man assholes in the universe. Mm-hmm. But you know who won't say that to Andy Pitchford? Anyone. Mm-hmm. So that's how you get a game in which I saw a goddamn article come up on my Twitter. Here's how to get the Rick and Morty shotgun mm-hmm. and the one punch man mm-hmm. shotgun. And I'm like, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. I'm going to die. Oh, yeah. I, like, the references have been pouring in. Uh, my cup over overfloweth with nothing later than 2016. Nothing. And um, and that's still probably going to be funny to anyone who's not... It's to good old meme lords. Using social media on a regular well, basis, <laughs> I suppose. So I have, I, have a, I have a couple friends playing that game. It is universal. This is secondhand from people that most of you know, but I'm just saying, friends of mine, so it's secondhand, don't take my word for it. Everyone fucking hates the writing in that game. Like, it is. Remember one of the things I mentioned was like, they said they were going to tone it back down to like Borderlands 1 level? Nuh uh. They apparently turned every character into Claptrap and like, Every single line of dialogue must have a gag in it. It must have something zany mm. or stupid in it. And it just grates. I haven't seen anything besides the um, the Reese uh, introduction scene with... Um, not Troy Baker. With not Baker. <laughs> Who's clearly trying to be Troy Baker? Yeah, and because they probably told with, the voice actor be with Troy Tri- Baker. with Tri Baker. Oh, that's good. I like that. Um, I feel bad, but like, what was this comment like? Why didn't they just get Mercer? And it's like because he's fucking sick of being Tri Baker too. Like, yeah, you know. Also, the the the, the Pitchford uh, company seems to be. Uh, fucking forging brave new ground in burning bridges burning the ideas of bridges before the bridge happens so to speak (laughs) burning the architecture plans yeah this bridge will never get built burning the paper (laughs) the blueprints uh that game Mm -hmm. is a bummer to me that game is depressing tales of the borderlands was fun yeah and borderlands 2 is a really good game if a bit embarrassing and memey Oh yeah, and I I, fe- I I completely caught up on fucking Demon Slayer. I'm all I'm all caught up now. Mm. Man, that animation's fucking nonstop, super gorgeous every episode. People pass me uh, because uh, they're asking me about what that Twitter account was I mentioned last week. Uh, it's Random Sakuga on Twitter. R A N D O M S A K U G A. It's a good ass, high quality animation. Uh, I said high budget, and someone didn't like that very much. Yeah. But 
it is objectively the part of the show that has more money spent on it than mm-hmm. the others. So I would call that high budget. Yeah. Random uh, Sakuga on Twitter is a good account to follow. Demon Slayer is gorgeous at all times and might be the most boilerplate standard shonen I have ever seen. Like, it's following the formula so closely that the plot doesn't matter. Can't get more boilerplate than My Hero. Oh, yeah, you can. My Hero is boilerplate as fuck. The, the, like, this thing, like, exudes shallowness at every, but it's well-produced shallowness. Where is that money coming from, then? I wonder. Hmm. Like, it's, it's a fun watch, and I will continue to watch it. Hmm. But, boy, I really like one or maybe two characters, and the rest are just fancy flowing sword animations. If that show did not have the fucking sister in it, it would be unwatchable. What does caught up mean? Literally caught up to the, the current no, episode. I mean, airing I mean, episode. I mean, how many episodes? 23. Okay. Out of the season. So almost up. Uh, and the last game that I would like to talk about is... You, you've you heard of Control, I'm sure. I talked about how it was an SCP game. I played Control. You played Control. I played Control. How'd you like it? I played Control. Um. Well, here's what I did. I played Control about half the time. Uh-huh. The rest of the time, I read Control. Yeah. So that's a remedy thing, huh? It, yeah. Yeah, it is. And they... But it, 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 that, that was the switch over when they hit uh, Alan Wake. And they decided not to adjust that, but to go further in. Yeah. To lean into it as hard as possible. That's a lot of reading. Yep. And that's a lot of backstory. And that's a lot of cool details about things um, that help you shape the world. So every single item that you read about is in there. Uh, like, like you know, they're all like, mm-hmm, oh, they're, mm-hmm, they're flavor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, they're not all flavor. Mm-hmm. Half of them are actively encountered. But it's still flavor as you go into where it came from and yeah. what its bits are and why this asset matters. Yeah. So that the next time you encounter a, a telephone or a teacup, there's a... a <laughs> You're like, what? Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, my God. It's the teacup. Wooly. Dude. Wooly. That's the... And it's like a model... That for real happened to me a few nights ago where I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, it's that rubber ducky I heard about! It's like literally a modeler just made a model of a teacup and put it on a table. And then when it... Go, when, and like in any other game, you'd be like, that's a teacup. And in control, you're like, yo! <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. Uh, yeah. So, um, I mean, it's it's a really cool setting. And like, I really like the... The the way that they talk about the house, the oldest house, it's the coolest location ever. I'm re- I really like how they talk about um the the you know the the Federal Bureau of Control more or less being like a thing they built on top of something that was already there. Yeah, as opposed to 
the men in black which you know yeah we made this fancy place we created this and then the aliens no were, we found the holdest house in 1964 and then it was federal it was established in 1968 because no one can see the fucking thing so why not um you know and then you basically just start building bureaucracy bureaucracy around something out of necessity because unchecked what the fuck is going to there, happen? There's there's a really great moment later in the game where you see uh, a diagram of the oldest house on the New York City skyline. Yeah. And it is twice as tall as the Empire State Building. Yeah, yeah. But still, in nobody notices it. If you're not looking for it, why would you find and then, it? And then on the left is an even larger model of it that says it is not to scale because the interior of the house yeah, makes no does sense. not ma- match the exterior right. of the house. And if if anybody shows up going hey what's up you go like hey who are, what you come with us hi what's what you what you doing you looking for something you got you lost that game had the worst marketing i have ever seen because they showed gameplay trailers of yeah. you doing cool telekinesis powers and they all took place inside a Red. concrete or red room red rooms and you were like this looks like the most boring shit ever and now that you spend like a single hour in that concrete building you're like this is the coolest concrete building ever i disagree because i think the trailer made it look ominous okay and and there's a whole lot of what the fuck is this game yeah vibes off of that original look at it so i remember all i remembered was the nonsense abstractness of that trailer going forward and like i thought they did a good job building up the mystery um like i feel i feel like the coolest moment in the early game is when you start reading a fucking document on like what to do if your office disappears (laughs) (laughs) so right it's like just submit a submit a report to maintenance that your office is gone but i talked so i talked about it earlier but i'm torn because i'm like now i'm like okay i love fleshed out settings and anyone who is a good writer can pull you fucking screaming into their setting yeah and immerse you whether you like it or not and i will always 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 hype up the thousand years of memories in yeah, lost odyssey right as just like God, I don't even want to go back to the RPG. I just want to sit and read this book mm-hmm. inside of this this RPG. It was that good. Um, in Control, I like. I'm wondering, like, is there a better way while simultaneously getting hype every time we pick up a page with something interesting on it? Every single page I picked up was interesting. But I'm also wondering if there's a better way than to just stop and read for five minutes or less, Mm. you know? And then it's like, well, yeah, other games have done audio logs, right? There are very few in this game. How do you feel about audio logs? And it's like, well, depends. Because if you do have an audio log, you're going to start overlapping with relevant dialogue as she's walking through, talking to whoever she's talking to. And And there's literally a point where an audio log started playing, and then we moved forward and, like... Uh, she started doing her own dialogue. And you're like, shut up, Jesse. But thankfully, the game real didn't make the mistake that every other fucking game does and cut it off. And it just oh, played both at the same time. Yeah. And you had two sets of subtitles going for her internal dialogue and then the, the, the audio log playing. So, like, I fucking hate when, you know, like, it, it interrupts to do whatever like that. In this case, it just lets you do both. And, and then that was fine. But, yeah, I, I don't know what the best method... 
So for this is, I will tell you that there, uh, for your purposes, that there are uh, a lot of pieces of the puzzle that you don't have in terms of the story delivery because they use every trick in the book. There are uh, pieces of paper, FMVs. There are uh, FMVs. There are character live talk. action. There are uh, hold on. There are pieces of paper. There's you talking to Emily Pope. And talking to other characters with a like a hey, tell me about the whatever. Then there is what's called the hotline, mm-hmm. which is a, watching videos. Oh, did you of, get to the hotline? Yes. You recognize that character? No. It's Max. It's Max's voice actor doing Trench's lines. Oh, uh, that's why they they were so like in love with the with way that, that he talked. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, the visuals was a GIF playing yes. over and over again. You will walk through, and then you will find um, uh, little uh, projectors going like, this is how the oldest house works by yes. uh, Dr. Darling, the old guy with the glasses. Sure. I don't know if you saw that, dude. That's Alan Wake, his voice actor. Okay. Yep. So everybody's in on this one. Uh, there are also environmental storytelling things, and then there are also my favorite, the Threshold Kids, the TV show made for children of the Bureau to explain to them via puppets. Yeah, I'm not there yet. Yeah. Um, it, it, it is mixed medium to every possible degree. There is about a third of that game is spent watching a TV show or reading a book. Okay, so near does this as well where there will be extended sit and put the controller down very extended. time to read yeah. right uh it's it's there's those... one in particular near the end of the game with devil and Pablo where it's just like fucking read it's funny on nintendo consoles when games do things like this because the console goes to sleep in the middle of it yeah right the, literally funny. like there'll be times where when playing the switch or back on the wii u and you would see the screen go dark as it prepares like, no, to I'm fucking... Busy. I'm busy. What are you I'm doing? doing something here. What are you doing? Oh, did, are you actually still playing? Are you still yeah, playing? Yeah, I'm, I'm still playing. You know? Um, the ultimate is, I think, is like your, your fucking Xbox would shut off during like Tom Clancy game credits. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, because, you know, there's that part of things, right? And I've... I've argu- I remember arguing with like James about this stuff. Uh, about like... It's like, okay, so does extraneous detail or does like an amazing backstory that's not shown to you in game but included as just text you can read or possibly not even in the game but it's a companion piece that's fantastic does that build the quality of the game up? I would say yes. Or does it actually just hurt it for being not in the game? Right. You know, and it's I like, assume James would say no. He would say like, like why why wasn't I shown this yeah. right? And you know what? The, I have no hard counter argument for like yeah you're right for 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 why wasn't the best part shown? You know, uh, Control does something really fun in that you're reading about all these and you're expecting to never see them, and then you see a bunch of them, like. The, the the teacup analogy you described, like, I hit a point where, like, oh, my God, that's the anchor. Oh, my God, that's the fridge. Oh, my – you know, just, like, mm-hmm. bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Yeah. So it, – and it, and it changes from game to game as the circumstances apply. But it, it, it definitely does get 
into a weird place where sometimes you'll hit something like uh, Ground Zeroes, for example, yeah. right? Where it's like, okay, these tapes are long. Really long. The best ones are fucking vivid. And vile. And powerful at establishing what the game is trying to establish. Mm. But at the same time, it's like, okay, but if we were to see these as cutscenes in the game... The game would not be released. Because it would be... Well, there's that. But it would also be like... uh it would be they would they couldn't afford it and yes the content would not be it would not exist you could not make that yes because right? it would be too horrible so now you're like well this exists based on the fact that this is a budgetary constraint yeah and you could either release the game with none of this yeah. or go well we have the time to do this type of thing mm-hmm. that's what fits with what we're, we 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 can do then you have to go like all right well fuck am i still going to look at it in the same light because it doesn't have this in a fully implemented way, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to say, right? But I, it is a, but it, control brings up that feeling of like, fuck, I, I'm wondering if there's a better way to, to get to impart all this information. I don't think there is, especially in the setting that they established. Dry office documentation is totally the most appropriate way to read that shit. Okay. Uh, in another setting, you're looking at codec conversations. Yeah. In another setting, in Alan Wake, you'd be reading pages from the future. Yeah. Uh, personally, I like codec conversations, mm-hmm. but like I have friends beside not not just James in this case. I've had multiple people. Go, I also know multiple people who can't I stand fucking them. can't do this. I I'm, love them. I'm falling asleep. Yeah. Right, and that's and let's be real, right? The audio tapes are just codec conversations. Oh yeah, totally. They're just so, codec conversations you can listen to while moving around. With and there's no video graphic of yeah. a, of a, a mouth moving attached to it, but it's the same thing we've always gotten. Yeah, right. Um, it just feels different due to the presentation of the infer of it. But uh, yeah, I, I've totally gotten used to that happening and just being like, yeah, the, some of the best stuff is just going to be dialogue that goes that you're staring at a black screen of these two character portraits talking to each other. Mm-hmm. <sighs> if control like. If it were Bioshock logs of all of that stuff so that you could play. It'd be awful, dude. You'd have to stop and moving yeah. and wait for it to play, wouldn't you? I have you? found like six audio logs in the entire game. Like you, you would have to stop and because and, like you wouldn't want to go too far anyway. When, so audio logs kind of force you to slow down. There are way, way, way more video logs than there are audio logs. Well, you'll walk into a room and there is a projector playing a little informational movie about the bureau. And those, <sighs> you, you do stop, but you stop because you're you're watching them and they're they're live action and they're acted, you know. Yeah, I, I guess there's just like it hasn't yeah. been thought of yet, but like I, I I want supplemental reading because it adds so much, and I but I want a less flow breaking way. So I'll I'll give you implementing. I'll it. give you some context on this because this is Remedy's thing, and they have fucked with it in every which way on every single game. In Max Payne. You had a, a few in-game cutscenes, right? But you had hard flow breakers of those graphic novel panels all the time. All the fucking time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember how constant they were, mm-hmm. but they were constant, mm-hmm. right? And then you would also have Max monologue to himself during levels. Mm-hmm. In Alan Wake, 
you would have Alan talk to himself again. You would have the occasional in-game cutscene, but you would find pages. And the pages were written from his manuscript, and they would often describe events that had either just happened or events that were about to happen. And they were pure foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. Then we got a fucking Quantum Break, which doesn't do much of that. Instead, it does, yo, this is a TV show. Mm -hmm. That did not work. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. did they, not they, work. They, they backed out from that. The right pacing of reading to me, like the ideal version of this, because clearly this is a method that's tried and true. The ideal amount is a Souls game, right? Oh, all optional and very much there. But you're how often are you picking up an item and reading a description on it? If I'm playing by myself. Almost every time. If I'm playing but, but, for an audience, not every time. But but no, I mean in terms of pacing, like maybe once every ten minutes? No, yeah. Give or take? I'd say that's about the same for control. You get a lot more in no, the No, control was more frequent than that. You get a lot more in the early game. Oh, in the okay. executive sector. Okay. Because control we were picking up three documents. Because it, on ha one it has desk. to establish the house, it has to establish the So that rules. was the front loading moment. Okay, yeah. fair enough then. Because yeah, I there's the also fun things about the the way those documents are written. Yeah. That you may um so you notice that Jesse calls them the hiss yeah. just offhand. And then, they, and then you and find then documentation yes. from before her exactly. arrival referring yes. to them as I hiss. guess I named it. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Um I believe the the phrasing uh you know, like you people use a show don't tell. Yeah. Right? And that applies to movies a lot of the time. Um definitely applies to video games. But sometimes you gotta tell. Okay. But now let's go back to Xenogears Disc 2. Yeah. Well, that's money. So this that's is the, so money. this is the discussion, right? So I guess what it comes down to is um because I like I said, I, I like it when it's good. And in Control's case, I was enjoying it, but I was feeling like there was way way too much of it. And mm -hmm. I guess at least in that first part. And I guess it's the frequency. Yeah, it it, it settles into a nice groove once you hit maintenance sector, which is the second level. Okay. Because the frequency, like I said, in a Souls game feels about right. Never thought about this being a problem once. Mm -hmm. um, the frequency in Lost Odyssey was not enough. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted more. So, like, oftentimes when you go through, because uh, there is a, there's like a, a almost Metroidvania, uh, like, style to it with the key cards and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, oftentimes you'll go back and find secret areas. Mm -hmm. What's your reward going to be? It's mm -hmm. going to be the documentation on the pram. Mm-hmm. And what happened to the team that found the prank? Mm -hmm. The other solution would be Metroid Prime, mm -hmm. where it's pretty frequent, but you're reading one paragraph. Yeah. Right? So you scan that thing, and then you get a little description on it. And occasionally, you're getting a lengthy piece, yeah. right? As you get to the computers and stuff. But for the most part, you're just kind of scanning something and getting like one or two paragraphs tops. Yeah. Really light. There's a lot reading. of exposition in that game. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't so well written and interesting, it would be trash. Yeah. But yeah. it it it's it. And I I also want to say this not uh it's not a this is not a as much of a big deal as it is an interesting discussion point, which is yeah. why I like talking about it right now. But it's I'm not emphasizing this as a major flaw against the game. It's more just like I like thinking about other ways that this can be done. Because I ha I, I didn't play yeah. Alan Wake, so I didn't uh, or Quantum Break. So fun fact about Alan Wake. 
and this is a Easter egg that is pretty well known at this point. And also, they spoiled it with their upcoming D- DLC plans. Did you read any of the documentation about altered world events? Yes, and I know that the out the Overlook Hotel is a reference. It's not. Uh, it's very similar. It's very Twin Peaks ish. But in your little jail cell for bullshit items, there is a page from Alan's manuscript. Mm. And okay, established. That's what that was. That's what happened what do you to Alan. Call, what do you call a spinoff where the spinoff is actually the the core, the, the <laughs> important one? Like, like what? Like, do you, Alan Wake is the spinoff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What do you call a spinoff when it's actually like, no, Alan Wake is a folder within Control. There is also, as opposed to, there is also a single line of dialogue. Know, Yaiba being a folder within Ninja Gaiden. There, there's also a single line of dialogue about Max and how. Max counts as well, and they said, "Here's the DLC plans, and there'll be two expansions. One is the basement of the of the oldest house, the foundation, whatever the fuck that is, and the second DLC in 2020 is called AWE, and it is a like it's just giant block letters, and the top half of it is Alan Wake's box art, and the bottom half is Control's box art. AWE, yeah, AW, yeah." The it, like is it altered world event or is it the Alan Wake event? Ah, wop, wop, wop. did they already link Max to Alan Wake before this? Yes. Okay. Max's books. Uh, sorry, Max is uh, the main character in uh, Alan Wake's novels. Oh. but he uses a different name for them. But when you read Alan's novels, it is Max's narration that comes through. Uh, like when you read his book in the. So then Alan Wake did the same thing to Max Payne. Yep. It's the bigger folder. Yep. That's a really cool way to spin off. <laughs> just pull it back one. To pull it back. Every time, just pull it back one. As opposed to going forward. Yeah. Right? Like, usually you expect a spin off to be like, okay, you know that setting? All right. Now we're going to go into that character's past or pick something in that story. Yeah. But in this case, it's like, no, no, no. We're actually zooming out. So at one point, you talk to a, 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 a character that is possibly trans-dimensional. And they say, I had a dream about a writer writing about a cop. And in the next dream, the cop was real. And you're like, okay, done, established. Parallel universes, Max is real, Alan's real, and, Jesse's real, and, and none of them are real. Yeah, and, and, and fluctuations in reality yeah. can make things that happened in their own worlds yeah. happen everywhere. Okay. And there's a character from Quantum Break that I'm not familiar with that is mentioned, uh, but... Uh, but yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. That game is fascinating. And it also, you ever play PsyOps, the mind game conspiracy? Sure did. Yo, you remember that game was fucking awesome? Sure did. Control is the sequel to that. Uh, you say PsyOps, I say The Force Unleashed. Sure, whatever. The early builds. What? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, no, dude. no, no, because I keep talking about that, but that had a lot to do with combat. Sure. Whereas in this case, just the fucking... Force powers. Yeah, you just become a Jedi. You're Jediing people. Yeah, you're fucking. You're Wonder Boying. Yeah, you're killing yaks from 300 miles away That's, with yes. with mind bullets. That yeah, dude. Yeah. So control goes places. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a really fucking cool game. They do an astonishing amount of cool ass shit. In a setting in which you can't leave the building. You 
can't leave the building. You can't leave that building. And yet, there are a lot of cool locations in that building. Yeah. Um, because that building is bullshit. Yeah, I fought that first boss uh, as well and saw how, like... Um, well, anyway, I guess we'll see how things go. But uh, the... the well, I was gonna, what was I going to say? The way that... Um, <laughs> the way that she walks in off the street in the beginning, like I found really interesting because I was just like, that feels like it was framed in such a way to show you the world is okay. It's Every, very normal outside. Fine until you walk through this threshold, and that, and this is where we start trying to figure out what the yeah. fuck is happening. Um, yeah, the other interesting thing about it was uh, this was a, so the, we took a look at this over on the channel on War Versus. You can check it out as it's coming out this oh week. My God. Uh, Reggie was playing, and uh, <laughs> it was funny watching someone else take control uh -huh. of uh, the the situation. And like, I'm just like, how do you how do you play games? Because everyone plays the games differently, very differently. Yeah, and uh, and I'm like, okay, let's not not let's not backseat. Let's just see how it goes. See where it goes. What how it go? And um, boy. Like there's the, there's those moments where I'm just like okay now I can now I understand uh, if you're someone like definitely Reggie someone who uh, runs into a square room um, sees the the la the lamp on the desk pointing at the object to pick up yeah grabs that and then runs out the hallway and never looks right yeah to see what's on the wall on the right side of the square room yeah that ga this this game <laughs> and i'm like this game are you really... not are you just gonna not look at that side of the room <laughs> this game does not like that <laughs> I'm like because because there's like there's like paintings on the wall there are whiteboards in this game <laughs> that are readable and have documentation mm -hmm. on like okay so uh jimmy's super late in the game you find a a post-it note and he's like uh, find me a new fucking office because this my goddamn post-it note keeps duplicating and I can't get any work. And you go into the office and it is just like a nightmare of post-it notes on every surface that is infinite. Mm. And the room has been sealed off and mm. it's like really close by to a bunch of important stuff. And it's like, ah, eh, fuck it. Right? But that's just an optional room that you wouldn't have to go into that uses a key card mm. that if you never went back to check out... Oh, what does that level 6 card open you would never find it there is one detail um excuse me not really not really a spoiler, nah, but you're just, early it's fine yeah where it was just like um the idea that like uh, uh the gun and the and like it's it's what it looks like not, not what it looks like like the gun and, and like what its history is and what it what what it might have used to be oh yeah and all that stuff well, that's what I mean what it looks like right right because it might have been a sword it might have been a fucking uh uh what was the other uh a sword a or wand or, or a, a hammer a hammer or, yeah yeah and um the idea that it's like okay well um the lodged bullet inside someone's head might create of memory feedback loop that can serve a purpose to help you out here. Yeah. And then I'm just thinking like what about every other person you shot with that thing? <laughs> well, they're all they're all weird ghosts. I don't know. Who knows. Anyway, cool game. There is and if you have a fear of upside down pyramids, which you should, that is a very ominous 
scary feeling. I think I think the description you should play it of the fucking infinite nonsense voice represented by an upside down infinitely gigantic black pyramid in a void of white as the board is inspired. Oh yeah. Like yeah. the board needs a director to handle things. What does that mean? Well, I don't know. You're slowly learning what it means. I did not know that upside down ominous pyramids as a as a concept were terrifying, but now I do. Yeah, cuz you see it and you're like, I don't like that. Especially when they're growing. <laughs> <laughs> uh very cool game so far. Um and at the end of the day, it's it's a shoot bang. Uh but it's a really, really buttered up shoot bang. It doesn't. Doesn't you feel the butter, huh? There's so much lavish, lavish topping underneath. What hey, did a- you shoot that guy's desk? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or your melee is a fucking force. All push. the bits fly off the floor during your melee. But at the end of the day, you are just aiming and shooting at the shooters and. Yeah. There's the heavy, and then... There's the throw. Yeah, yeah, you know. And so on and so forth. Exactly. Uh, um, and, I, and I've seen the clips of where that goes. It goes... Goes! <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, it's really slick, and the inv- and the setting... Hey, it's a really slick-feeling shooter, and the setting elevates it, which means it's a, a good-ass remedy game. This is the opposite of Astral Chain, and this here's how. This is the complete opposite of Astral Chain. The gameplay in Control is background to everything happening in between yeah. the game right everything happening in between shoot bangs is so i very thorough i very much enjoy the shooting and control but it is in service to me finding out what the fuck is going on because you barely really even think of like i i didn't like when the gun came out and then it became like oh yeah shoot the things and i was like right remedy yeah of course and then but, and then but you- i almost forgot that because the whole time through, I was like, this might just be all about the so weird discovery. So you said uh, it was Reggie Planet. Did you yeah. get to shoot the gun? No. Okay. But you saw it and you're like, that. I bet that feels really good. Probably. It does. Yeah. It feels really good. But 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 the gameplay segments are just all in service to this journey through this fucking crazy ass setting. And this is the exact opposite of what I was saying about Astral Chain. Yeah. Where you're trying to get back to the next gun shoot bangs. Yeah. And everything in between is fine, but it's not distracting you from it, how much you want to get back to that. It's combat. also a fascinating, fascinating coincidence in that in control, you are desperately trying to leave the astral plane every single time you get there. And in fucking uh, a- astral chain, you are desperate to get to the astral plane. Yes. When you're in the real world. Do- I thought it was absurd. I streamed a game where every single night I was going to the astral plane. Yeah. Also, red is bad. Red is bad. <laughs> In both games. Red bad. Red bad. Red big bad. Blue or white good. Big red bad. Red bad. Yeah. Red evil. Super not good. Um. Also, shout outs to the things that I love, such as um, uh, nonsensical or back or monologuing as background. Um, so, uh, I described, like, how I've, I fucking love Ignis in KOF, uh, 2K1, because his win quotes and taunts are these long, lavish fucking right, right, quotes. Right. 
Uh, I love when a character in game says a bunch of shit to you in the middle of the boss fight. Yeah. Um, so in in this case, the incantations. Yeah. That people are saying as they as they uh, become. Um, I forgot the term. Um, uh, hi- uh, hissified. Uh, yeah, as the hiss takes over or whatever, and the fact that like. You know, like some of this might actually serve as like a a, a Wi-Fi signal booster. Yeah, the the hiss, <laughs> the hiss as His. an antagonist is fascinating because the hiss appears to be a phrase, right? Um, <laughs> that makes you evil. You know, and like Batman is all about that as yeah. well and shit like that. Like I love I love that. Um, and 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 my one of the coolest things in all of Persona Five to me is fucking landing on that boat and having a politician speech yeah. just blaring at you the whole time, you know, as he fucking go drones on about whatever. Like, I, I really dig that. So that's a nice touch in this game where you walk around the corner and you just hear someone going off yeah. on some shit and you're just like, we're going to come back to that area. Yeah, we're going to... We'll gonna... deal with that a little bit later. But someone's going Shoot off. Shoot the words away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that game's rad. Good shit. It's rad. I'm excited for the Alan Wake expansion. Because. Uh, also, that Hideo Kojima mission, PS4 only. Word? Why? Don't know. Interesting. Because uh, Kojima's not PS4 only. Isn't he? I don't know. Like. Is Hideo Kojima the human being? Uh, yeah. A PS4 only? <laughs> like, He's got one grafted to his back. He can't see it. You know? That's 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 an odd concept. He's just a man with a voice. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's what's, that's what I got to talk about this okay. week. Uh, if you want to check out what I'm doing over on the internet, you can go down to twitch.tv slash angriestpat. This is a finale of Control Week, but also mostly Blasphemous. That game about... Uh, stabbing the Catholics uh, in Metroid. You see that shit? Yeah, I heard good things. I'm it looks be... fucking gross. I'm gonna like, be... yeah. gnarly. I saw, no, I saw the trailer. I'm going to be taking a look this week, for sure. Uh, let's take a quick word from our sponsors. Let's do. A little overdue. Uh, this week, the podcast is sponsored by DoorDash. Hey, DoorDash, what's up? You know what's important? Food. And you know what's awesome about, like, food? When it arrives in the mail. Yeah. And I was going to say, like, that it tastes good. Okay. I was, I was, I'd be more direct. I was dialing it back. I was yeah. saying when it's good when food tastes good. I do enjoy when tastes food good. But when food tastes good, usually it's far away. Yeah. And when you look at the overworld and you see the dots on the map... I don't want to deal with no random battles, man. Man, I am not in a grinding mood today. Sometimes you might be in a grinding mood, but if you're like me, you're probably not ever in a grinding mood. Fucking hate grinding. You're not a fan. So, what if there were a way to get the rewards to you? To me? Where you are on the map? Yeah? It comes to you. To me. To you. Well, to your home. Yeah. You need an address. Yeah. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in the city. You open the app. You tell them what you want to eat. And the food is delivered to you wherever you are. It's got 
pretty much everything on it. Over 340,000 restaurants in 3,300 cities. That's, that's Guess a lot what? of numbers. Guess what? What? The food you like is going to be there. They got a Wendy's on there? They got the everything on there. They got the Wendy's. I'm going to Wendy's after this. I don't give a shit. They got they 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 deliver uh uh all 50 states in Canada, local spots, favorites, national restaurants, all all of it. We mentioned it before. They got the Cheesecake Factory. They got Chipotle. That's keto friendly. <laughs> is it? Chipotle is keto friendly. Yeah, you go to Chipotle, and we don't have them here in Quebec, but. In America, you go, you head on down to one of those, and you just get a bowl. You put the veggies, mm-hmm. then you put the meat and the toppings. Yeah, and then there's no carbs. So I'm a fan of that. Um. So I, the only thing better than going down there and doing that is telling them to do that and having them bring it to me. And they go, "Hey, are you Patrick?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm Patrick." And they're like, "Here's your food." I'm like, thanks, man. He's like, yeah, you have a good day, too. Done and done and done. Uh, right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code CASTLE. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter the promo code CASTLE. Don't forget, that's promo code CASTLE for 5 bucks off your first order from DoorDash. Get the good stuff you love straight to your door. Dashing. Dash to your door. They know how to press forward, forward the whole time. The whole well, you only have to press the once. No, but but then it would be a run. It's not. Oh yeah. It's not run. It's door dash. Alternatively, they could hit circle a bunch. Yeah, but it's forward, 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 yeah. forward, forward. Well, I'm, forward no, forward, I'm thinking forward, of Mega Man X. Oh, right, because then you because then you hit like I'm thinking of everything else. Yeah, okay, ever. All right, forward, 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 yeah. forward, forward. You know, with your food unspilled. You know those missions where you got to carry the, the food, but do it in time, but not like let the temperature drop or let the the rathlos hit you. Yeah, they're super fucking good at that. They practice. They built a business on it, so there you go. DoorDash app on the App Store, promo code Castle. Thank you, DoorDash. Thank you, DoorDash. The podcast is also sponsored. Also sponsored by Raycon. So, I don't know what you're listening to this on right now. My ears. Yes. That's the ideal receptacle that is, that platform. That is a somewhat unique platform. Only you and I get to do that. The ear platform is a very <laughs> ideal, unique way to listen to a podcast. Yes. Here's the problem. Most of you don't really have that option. No one else is here. Yeah. You guys can't do that. You can't listen to this. No. So, you're listening to a playback of this. Yeah. Possibly, you- probably in the future. But no, it's always going to be that way because even if it's live, oh yeah, there's the delay. It's still being yeah. transmitted. It's with a slight delay. That's crazy, man. So this is always going to be the future. Slightly, yeah. There's always going to be a. You're always listening to the past. Would you say that the future is now? I would say the future is now, and a 100 mega shock. Yeah, and that you're always listening to the past. Now, if you can't be here. The next best thing you could possibly do mm-hmm. is listen to this podcast on the Raycon E50 wireless earbuds because they're game changers that are comfortable, they're easy to take anywhere, and they're wireless, so you don't have to deal with that nonsense cord currently going down the side of your neck, maybe bunching up in your pocket, possibly being tangled up in your bag strap. 
if you've got one of those like things going over, or if maybe you got something around your neck, who knows? Back when I used to have uh, earbuds or headphones with pliers, <clears throat> the number one cause of the destruction of those items was I would turn the uh, the wire would get caught on something. They would fly out of my ears onto the floor and possibly get stepped on or run over by something. Garbage. But the Raycon, the Raycon E50 wireless earbuds, Punch Bomb's been using them day to day. They're comfortable. They stick in. And the quality is very, very good. The sound quality is all there. And you know what? We established in this podcast that blue is good. Blue is good. Bluetooth is good. Yes. Use Bluetooth. Bluetooth good. Yes. Um, the best part, of course, is you do not have to deal with the ridiculous prices of premium wireless earbuds on the market. Raycon earbuds start at about half the price of other premium wireless earbuds, and they sound just as amazing. Uh, so, yeah, you want to head on down to Raycon to buyraycon.com slash superbeast. To get 15% off your order, that's buyraycon.com slash superbeast for 15% off your Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now's the best time to get an amazing deal on it. One more time, buyraycon.com slash superbeast. High quality wireless earbuds at not ridiculous prices. Thank you, Raycon. Thank you, Raycon. Uh, okay, so yeah, for me it was pretty much all about control and River City. So you know, it's uh, the fucking fall sprint is ongoing. It's happening. Video games are happening a lot. Video games are good. Um, I think uh, yeah, there's so so basically uh, I think this week uh, you're going to be seeing uh, control. River City and Astral Chain uh, over on Wooly Versus. And uh, you can tune in on YouTube at Wooly Versus uh, or on Twitch at Wooly Versus, where also uh, I took a look at, uh, or rather, I continued playing Sekiro. Um, finally made it to big decision points. So that was cool. Um, I appreciate that the pathway I'm going. Right now, and that is like, all right, you chose one branch. Um, fight some real ass sword fights. Yeah. Uh, because at the end of the day, no matter what the game throws at you, no matter how many monsters or crazy fucking beasts or cursed things they th- that you fight, the purest usage of the system they've designed is sword-on-sword combat. That game has multiple different final bosses, and all of them are sword fights. Um, The game was built for this, and you can feel it at its best in those moments. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy those. It's refreshing because you're like, this is is why the rest of the game exists, Mm -hmm. for this. And so those feel really, really good. It's the the first moment you fight uh, uh, Genichiro. Genichiro, and you're like, yeah. And then the next, and then you don't feel that again until you fight Madama Butterfly. Yeah, you know where you're like, oh, 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 right, yeah, this feeling. Yeah, this this feeling is very good. It feel. makes it makes the system all come together and make sense. Um, everything else is wrapped around that. So, um, yeah. So you know, at the end of the day, um, 
I know it's been a while since Sekiro has come out, so it's like, Wooly, why are you taking so long How long did it take for you to to wind back up? Uh, I actually not that bad. I think I so I I stopped on the monkey. Yeah, and after I came back, I got right to the second phase right away, and I think it was four or five tries. That's a fucking radical boss fight. Yeah. That has my favorite surprise in the whole game. Unfortunately, it was spoiled for me. Oh. But what are you going to do? I, um, I put my controller down and was like clapping to give myself like a, a thumbs up when it happened. And I was like, ooh. Yeah. So I know in an ideal world, this would have been uh, uh, long behind me and wouldn't mm. be a thing. But what can I say? Like, it's a game that works for my schedule on streaming on Saturdays. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, at some point, other, like, things like Japan happened. And yes. weekend tournaments and things like that. And get pretty busy. Would you believe that Japan is continuing to happen? It continues to happen. So, uh, for anyone who's still interested, bear with me. I appreciate your patience. And uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, we're getting there. Uh, I also... Dave- I forgot that game existed. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed it, but it did not leave the lasting impact that any of the Souls or Bloodborne games had on me. I also uh, want to give a huge shout out to Punch Bomb for Working Miracles by modifying a Japanese purchased small Ava Unit 1 Kigurumi. That's how that happened. Into. A woolly, a woolly sized, yeah. comfortable Kigurumi. I was blown away because I saw you wearing that. I'm like, how the fuck do you get a, something in your size out in Japan? You don't. You don't. But with a sewing machine, you can. And some know-how, you can. Uh, you can work magic. We can work miracles. I also bought. You too can wear children's clothes. Exactly, as a big man. I told, like I said, you can't possibly expect that people are going to be making cute looking onesies for, for a body type men. that literally doesn't exist for big ass grown ass yeah. men it ain't happening what are you doing um and I, it's not the only thing i also bought uh at the ava store this really excuse me fucking sick shirt that like i'm like i'm i can't pass this up gotta figure this out it's a shirt made up of all the frames of eoe and it and all of them make up a unit one face but, like, you're looking at frames of the whole movie. Oh, wow. It's fucking sick. It's super... And from a distance, does it look like a, ha- a Hagao shirt? From a distance, it's it's Unit 1 making an Ahagao face. Okay. Important. Yeah. So, I'm like, I this is one of a kind. Yeah. I'm not going to fucking pass this up. So, again, it's the wrong size. And I'm going to work some magic to upsize it. So, um, yeah, that's cool. Anyway... All of that oh, I have one last thing to say to you as advice for Astral Chain. Mm-hmm. At some point, you'll be playing the game, and you'll see something on a different character, and you'll go, that's cool, I want that. Mm-hmm. And the game will go, no, you may not. Mm-hmm. You can have that. Okay. But later. Um, cool, good to know. Also this week, uh, going to be taking a look. Uh, so yeah, those videos I mentioned are coming out. Uh, but, uh, in terms of other stuff going on, uh, Damon X Machina came out, so I'm going to be taking a look at that, or a revisit, I should say. Yes. Since I looked at the demo last time, Blasphemous is definitely on the list of things to check out. And, uh, rem- the Nino Kuni remastered, uh, just dropped, really? so I'm going to be taking a look at that as well. Huh. Um, so yeah, all of that over on Willy Versus. 
Let's get into the news. No. No, no, no. That's retired. I'm tired? That's retired. Oh, but I like it. No, it's gone. It's it's my favorite one. You're not you can't you I'm allowed to do what I want. It's been banned forever. You can't ban it. You can't do it. That's not I'm going to talk to friend of the show Randy Pitchford. That noise and is, he'll say it's okay. That noise is depreciated. news. I flew out of Tokyo right before their game show started. Stuff happened. It would have been nice to stick around for Tokyo Game Show. Yeah, well. Well, we can still talk about it. What happened? A lot of trailers dropped. Hell yeah, a lot of trailers dropped. Um, like an hour and a half of Death Stranding footage. All right, well, let's take it off the top. From the top, we got the FF7 remake trailer. Oh, it looks incredible. It is very pretty. So, first of all, the trailer itself was just... Uh, Showing off was just a a take a look at some of these extra characters you didn't see before. Yeah, like Corneo. Right here's uh, here's Hojo. Here's wait, Hojo was in there. Yeah, for really? like a second. I didn't see him for like one second. He says uh, uh, he says whatever in Japanese. He says Kakurenbo is over. Stop fucking around, Eris. Huh? No, that's Seng, Our... man. Oh shit. Okay, that's Seng. Whoops. You've led us on a merry chase, Eris. Oh yes, right. Okay, my mistake. You crazy? Um, you get to see Rito and Rude, fucking styling. Oh, they look really good. God damn it! Like the Turks are the shit. They're man. so cool. And 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 uh, Rito, like when I the more now that I see him in his full full glory. I mean, it was an Advent Children as well. There's a there's something that dawns on you where you're like. This is a fuckboy. Yeah. <laughs> Reno is... This at, dude's a fuckboy. He is a... Um, he's a host. Yeah. Hollering in the streets being like, Hey, baby. Let me get your number. Hey, hey, hey. I want you, your number. Hey, you got time? Uh, we can go. Let's go get a drink. I ah, got this stick. That fucking hair and that fucking face. But I love it. It looks fantastic. Um, the uh, extended... Uh, look at the gym workout sequences and how they're going to look now. Uh, it's like, hey, look. So in one of the earliest interviews, they're like, are we going to see Cloud and Drag? And they're like, yeah, of course. The, w- trust us. We're aware that FF7 is just overflowing with dumb shit. We will not take that dumb shit away from you. And fucking going to the gym to do squats to get the wig... Is something in that trailer to be like, no, you will have to do the squats to get the wig. And Tifa, Tifa will have to do pull-ups to help get the wig. Um, so one, I just, just that, the idea of, of Reno jumping out and having this cool showdown with Cloud where you're like, that's not how that fucking went down. Like, uh, it wasn't that cool at all. And Rude being outside and having been being cool. They were too. super dorkish. Um, what I, if, uh, hold on a second. Yeah. What I uh, can see, though, as far as, like, taking things away from you goes or not taking things away from you, someone pointed out that, like, you know the moment where uh, Eris walks out and she's wearing the dress? Yeah. And then Cloud's like, whoa. Yeah. Right? You go back to the original version of that Which moment. Which I saw that a couple weeks ago. Fucking, she walks out of the closet and goes, so, how do I look? And he just nods and just looks at the ground like, ugh. 
And she yeah. goes, oh, you're no fun. Yeah. Like, he immediately goes, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so much better. But I know that the, the this one, is... The one that, got, that killed me is uh, the shot of the girls grabbing both of his arms. Yeah. Like, okay, let's do it. And that's right before... That's the plan before, to dress him yes, in drag. Yes, And somebody just fucking uh, made a tweet and somebody voice acted it. It's like... I wonder I wonder what Barrett's doing. These girls' hands are sweaty. Why didn't I get as many songs in Smash Bros? And just like the the, the thoughts that would be percolating yeah. in crowd, yeah. cr- clouds. Nice. Head. Nice. Curado. I really, uh, I, I can tell that what they're probably going to do is have Cloud go, oh, like his heart's going to skip a beat. He's going to doki doki. Yeah, well, and then well. he's going to do something like, uh, whatever, anyway, right? Like kind of yeah. shy play it off they also showed off uh, like a half hour of um is gonna get there oh yeah but um i much prefer the deadpan straight version of she walks out trying to be like hey cloud you like what you see and him being like no they have to (laughs) that's so they had to do what they could with these little chibi models and thus it all had to be body expressions Mm -hmm. so it all you know playing it straight works a lot better when the character literally doesn't move at all yeah um I like I just I like the the complete shutdown. Did you notice? Version of Cloud uh, in these so they ha- they have this super close up shot of Corneo being like, "Come on, little kid, and just give dad's yeah, 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 and it's like I watched that, and then I'm like, "Wait a second, and then I watched it again, and like Corneo's above the camera because it, you're looking at him from Cloud's perspective. That is Cloud in the room in, the dress. in drag, and that's Corneo being like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah sleezing yeah. it up." That's the dawn, and he is ex- he is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's kind of obvious that like since this all takes place in Midgar, like you know, the starting group is going to play a much bigger role. Yeah, uh, Jesse and Biggs have more lines in these Jesse trailers than they have in the and, entire. But now, well, now if you didn't know, you would say Jesse and Biggs were main characters the whole way through. What are you talking about? Of course, they are. <laughs> like the way this is being shown, it's like, oh, you're going to spend. Hours and hours. Them. They're part of the crew. What are you talking about? You're gonna spend fucking. I mean, like, you're, you're gonna you're gonna leave Midgar, obviously, to go chase Sephiroth, and they're gonna stay behind to to take care of Midgar. To take care of Midgar. That's that's what they do. That's why they free, fight for freedom. Yeah, you know, once you accomplish the you freedom. You know what's kind of sad? You notice that Jesse and Biggs have gotten tons of play. Wedge. I don't think we've even seen his face. Have we? Have we seen Wedge at all? He's in the background of some shots shooting a gun. Like, uh, like it looks like you're going to switch between them in combat. It feels like Wedge won't get any love because who cares about Fatty? Like, I didn't look at the names on the combat list when you're like... No, you, you won't get to play. Okay, but, but they're running around fighting. And shooting guns. Even though you're not switching to them. One of my favorite moments in that trailer is like a heli- attack helicopter firing a machine gun at them. And it says, put down your weapons or lethal force will be used. And it's like, they're dodging bullets while this is being said. Do you think it would have been, would it dilute Eris to let you take control of them on the party in full-fledged like combat for this part of the game? I don't know. I do like that, so you mentioned um, taking control of Eris. The cutscene that you thought was Hojo was uh, Tseng. Yeah, I forgot. So, here's the thing. So, I very recently saw this, right? Just a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. In the original, when you get to the fight on the support beam, Tseng just shows up in a helicopter with Aerith and says, and she's like, don't worry, Marlene is safe because you sent her away to go to her house to get the girl. In disc one. 
in, in disc one, right? The scene that you see in that trailer where he confronts her at her house with Marlene is not in the original. That is a new scene. Okay. It did happen, but it's, it's, you know, it's fleshed out. So I'm going to. Obviously, I'm drawing a huge blank. Well, on, yeah, it's on, been 15 years. On Seng. Right. So it's, but what I mean is like, not only are they going to just add more, but they're also going to take everything that got heard to be mentioned in the background will now probably become its own thing. Mm. Because why not? Why not just show it to you? Instead? Why not just show it to you? Yeah, sure. Um, no, I mean, like, they're fleshing out those hours and, like, you might as well with the budget this thing you has. You know my favorite part know? about fleshing out those hours is? Is the fleshing out of those hours now has a face. And it's the face of Soldier. When they're running away on the in that trailer on the motorcycle, mm-hmm. Jesse goes, "Who is that?" Oh, and then it's a, it's a and soldier. He goes, "That's a soldier." Yeah, and that's and a, it's, like, it's like some guy going. And that, that soldier is has uh, Zach's sword from the beginning of Crisis Core because that's the soul. That's the, the that's the, the standard the, issue. That's the standard issue for soldier second class. But but that's some fucker, right? Some yeah. like I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah, and it's like, oh, that's a boss you're gonna that's fight. That's our part one antagonist. That's also your um what's her name? Mary? What in Ava? Uh the new girl? Mary, yeah. Right? Yeah. There that's that's the face of remake. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It's gonna have there's gonna be some so in the in the gameplay demo, the reason why I wanted to mention it is that we got the the first shot of what Cloud's freakouts are gonna look like. Because in the original Cloud goes, uh, uh, and like the f- screen flashes white a bunch of times, and then people go, "What's wrong with you?" Right? And he goes, oh, "Don't worry about it." And now you're gonna get black feathers. Well, well yeah. Now it's like, he gets a little dazed, and he gets a little blurry, and he sees like a single black f- feather, or he sees things that just aren't there, right? And that's great. But we'll also get a fun little moment where he's like, "Oh, that guy's soldier second class. His name's I don't know, Jim, right?" And then Jim fights the party and goes, who are you? And he goes, I'm Cloud from Soldier. And he's like, that's weird. Who? And he goes, what? He's like, oh, we can't listen to him. He's crazy. Fuck that evil. guy. Get yeah. him. Get him. Get him now. <laughs> that would right? be, that would be, that'd be, uh, yeah, that'd be good. Be like, wait, wait what? what? <laughs> like, I'm in first gen- class. You wouldn't know about me. That would be pretty solid. That would be pretty solid. There's a lot they can do. That'd be fun. Um, uh, they also showed off way more gameplay. Hey, it looks fantastic. So then, yeah, we saw that backstage uh, uh, extended look at the um, the power plant, and then later on, uh, a fight with a fucking monster. I forget the name of it, um, but it's the monster you fight in the basement after you get thing. away from Corneo. Boy, uh, one thing that I could not be more happy about is so one obviously I talked about how much I, I the fucking the combat choices and the slowdown looks so cool every looks time looks really nice so good every time second uh, he does Cloud does one of his limit breaks where he spin 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 dunk mm-hmm. and like it the animation looks fucking perfect on yeah, it yeah all like the, the animations the look ground good. bounce that the enemy fucking eats on that point I'm like yeah like I can't tell you how much I, I'm like nowadays I, I guess I just pop off for enemies reacting to getting hit yeah because that's a lost thing yeah and to and like so many video games that are like rpg number based don't show you enemies reacting they to don't getting show hit. a big hit reaction i hate it 
I hate it so much. Like I, 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 you know, like, like I hate it so much because when I see these moments, I'm like, yes, it looks so cool to see the thing get fucking smacked off the ground and bounced into a corner. Yeah. In reaction to what you're fucking doing. Mm-hmm. I used to argue with my friend about Super Robot Wars because the the biggest fucking most annoying thing to me would be these amazing gigantic attacks going off on a totally static image. And then the number pops up for all the damage, and then the enemy blows away slowly. When they finally implemented cutscene death, where it's like, nah, that thing died in the middle of the crazy yeah. Zenger Zombolt slash, then I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Like, it, it's the most anticlimactic feeling. And um, you've heard me, like, drone on endlessly about, like, me not liking it in, in big MMO raid bosses yeah. where nothing you do will ever affect the boss. It's just going to stand there until it fades away. I know that's a stupid, naive yeah. oversimplification. But the point is, is when I see the way the boss reacted in the dungeon there to yeah. that moment, I fucking pop off because it looks and feels great. Yep. And and uh, second is summons are exactly what I said they would be or said I hoped they would be. Yeah. You call in another party member that will act on their own and unless it hangs around and fights with you and then when the timer goes down it does its big attack yeah. and its pieces out fucking perfect so good this uh i hope it comes out in march that's where i'm at on this i'm like <laughs> i i'm i'm fully i i believe but now i'm like i hope it comes out in march for real cuz i want i want it now I want you to go back to what I said when I brought up the summons. Yeah. Where the end result is 12 fucking knights standing. Not in this game. And re- No, no, no. The Whenever it comes. Oh, you want the whole crew? The whole round. Oh, that's... I don't on know. horseback is in the room beating the shit out of whatever you summoned it on. I don't think that's gonna happen. It is... Dude... What game, what game if not Final Fantasy fucking 7 can afford to make it happen? 14, because it did. As a boss fight or whatever, right? Yeah, no, that's not what I'm talking about. (laughs) I want the squad rolling in. No, what's more likely is that the squad rolls in one at a time and leave quickly. Nah, nah. We need them rolling in fucking 13 or 12 deep. Whatever the number you're was. Talking, you're, you're talking about like like 10 times the fucking budget. Like Mark it. They're going to do it. They're going to do it. Mark it. They're doing They're going to come in one at a time, man. You're nuts. They're going to fucking come in. They're going to swarm it. It's going to be one of the best summons for that reason. And then at the end of the timer, they're going to do the big fucking team. So. What's probably going to happen is Arthur's going to come in as the summon, and then when he leaves, he'll do the, the 12 version. Or what if certain summons require you to go to the summon world? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, like, fight gets the, tele- plane. the fight gets teleported to the astral frame rate plane. Right, because you know the, the remember remember how like the summons would lift off into the sky sometimes. Do you remember how the Knights of the Round summon has no background of any kind? It's just the it's thing. blackness. Yes. yes. So that's what I'm saying is like, what if you just like I because I think about this right. Think about every summon in the game being implemented the way they were into this right. Now you're telling me that this team who's trying to exceed expectations of every fan of FF7 
fans of the games themselves are not going to find a way to I'm make it work. I'm telling you that what you're specifically asking for is a likely technical impossibility. I saw Mario 128. You can't tell me shit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't You can't tell me nothing. I've fucking seen 128 Marios jumping and dancing and going, wahoo, they can do it. You're nuts. Bring him to the frame rate realm. Eat shit. This game looks amazing. This game looks good. It looks really, really good. Um, yes. Uh, 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 shout outs to Mr. Producer's uh, uh, son coming out with the Buster Sword. Katase. Uh, Katase. Yeah. yeah. So um, that happened. Then uh, what did we got? There's a trailer heart, trailer hearts, whatever. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind DLC trailer. All right. You know. Yeah. Uh, Neo 2. Yeah. Uh, took a look at that. Beta coming out soonish. This game, like, continuing to just... Just... It's like, you just pick up where you left off because development never yeah, stops. Yeah, just keep going. Just keep going. It's great. Yep. It's great. Um, and, uh, and more playable characters than just Neo as well. Uh, there's footage of you playing as a, a girl... Um, some of these, you well, know, it's create a character, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. They announced that a while ago, right? Like, yeah, yeah you're playing as your own. So just, yeah, fully embracing that, that aspect of the, the soulsness. Um, what happens to your boy then? He'll probably be in there as a, as a, a Pliskin. Yeah, probably. That'd be fun. I really like that. I love it when the character passes the torch. I like it. That'd be really that'd be really dope in this particular instance too. Um, so those you know those like uh, animal summon modes, yeah, that you would power up in. Like some of the ones seen in in this trailer for Neo Two, they look fucking elaborate. Like they look like big stand pop offs. Mm-hmm. Like um um um. <laughs> Do you remember when Zappa from Guilty Gear would summon Rao? Yeah, I saw it yesterday on Saltiba. There you go. It looks like that. It looks like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, undeniable. Um, Death Stranding briefing trailer. Uh, San- Samantha America Strand. So, uh, th- I didn't get to check out the Death Stranding stuff. Um, There's a lot. Yeah. In fact, I know I saw the thing saying 49 minutes trailer coming, or whatever the fuck Hideo was talking about, yeah. the madman. Uh this seven-minute trailer, the the briefing trailer, I didn't actually get a chance to check it out. But all um, right, I can sum up Death Stranding you for you. What you got? All right, Death Stranding is a strand game. Fuck. <laughs> uh, what a fuck. No, uh, in Death Stranding, you will be moving from the east coast to the west coast. It uh, a primary aspect of that game's gameplay is going to be traversal, as expected. Um, it's going to be point to point and like managing the shit on your back is actually going to be a primary gameplay component. Mm -hmm. So they showed off stuff like, uh, a little base filled with enemies that he wanted to sneak in to steal stuff from. But in order to do that properly, he put down a bunch of his gear on the ground way outside so that he could move better. For example, doesn't feel like Sam is going to be like... It doesn't feel like you have the combat advantage over the things in the world. Not that much. He's a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nothing nothing shown to me so far 
Seems to spell out like Sam can fucking handle it. They also described that uh, basically it is a, using a hyper uh, elaborated on version of the Demon Souls messaging system to ping locations where there might be a safe way down or a, a onsen that you could regen your health at or a good path to use or where a, someone would have left a vehicle for you to travel is there or in some cases even player built architecture to help you traverse the environment so you choose what your your message is going to be but what else you choose you so choosing? for example that at one point in the trailer there was a player built bridge that would cr- that acted as a river crossing and then by crossing the bridge you automatically sent likes to the person who built it huh now how do you encounter that like shard you just do they're just out there okay so you're just gonna be there's certain things in the world yeah that are shared yeah. across whatever like yeah. server. The other thing is that with pe- uh, combat has you shooting ghosts, like ghosts or something, not BTs. It's not weird, BTs. Uh, and BTs are stealth sequences in which if you fuck up, you get transported to the boss fight dimension. Uh, and the way they described it is that combat is avoidable. And the way combat is avoidable is like, yeah, you can take a fucking wide-ass circle around areas that have BTs, or you can take the way, way faster route of going straight through. Mm. You also can throw uh, bottles of blood, cum, and piss Mm -hmm. at, at enemies to hurt them. I don't... Because the BTs hate a big old bottle of cum piss. I don't like the sound of stealth and from... I don't know. What, I, what is the actual thing you were saying? The, the creepy handprint fucked up Titan God fear. Yeah. Doesn't come into me when I'm creeping through... The bushes avoiding the hands coming out of the ground. Really? In the sense that, like... Avoiding ghosts doesn't do n- it for No, you. no, no, no. The, like, like... Okay, the stealth parts... I guess it depends on how the stealth part comes together. Like, if it's done in, in such a way that's... If it's done in a really effective, like, good, tense way. I, I'm just thinking back to the clips of, like, the hands coming out of the ground. The hands coming out of the ground at you is the stealth failure mark. They appear to be unavoidable. Okay. Okay. It is, you have a bunch of floating ass BT ghosts and don't get seen. The weirdest part they showed is that the, that, um, Sam can totally restrain those ghosts physically hmm. while trying to sneak past them with like Ebola. Okay. Which is, was like baffling when I saw it. I, I, I have, I have faith that it, I have faith that it, it, it will likely live up to that. I just the thing that the thing that, I guess I just hope it's not that simple. The thing that I uh, I feel I think a lot of people feel it, and I saw a thread on our subreddit that was people feeling it was uh, a lot of people are going to hate this game a lot. They're going to hate it because an enormous amount of this game is wandering through the landscape and climbing a mountain and getting to a location and, yeah. and figuring out how to climb down a hill. 
Yeah, whether or not I like or hate that depends entirely on how interesting the land is. Yeah. In Breath of the Wild, I enjoyed it because over each peak and valley, there was something of note. One page and I were playing it. One that, playing that, Phantom Pain, it was dry. That was the, the the feeling that we got. I think she was the one who said it. It was like, it's Kojima's Breath of the Wild. It's his attempt at that. But Phantom Pain was also that. No, Phantom Pain was still a stealth game. Like... This like this has a boot meter. It has a monster energy drink energy meter. It has yes, a monster. Oh, Ener- you mean like Metal Gear Survive? Yes, monster. It has a, a boot meter. It has your f- foot meter. It has your piss meter. It has your energy meter. It has like you know, traversal is it's a dedicated mechanic, and it's also like how yeah. much are you gonna throw on your back. How much damage did happen to the items that you were transporting? Yada, On yada. paper, that's not my favorite thing to do in the world. Yeah. That's not the funnest thing to, for me. But we'll see how it yeah, plays out. We'll see. Because, you know, if 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 that was if it's designed solidly enough, then fuck what what my 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 on-paper expectations yeah. are. You're going to just wow me, you know. I'm increasingly fascinated by what the like hour to hour gameplay looks like now mm-hmm. instead of the minute to minute because there's a lot of parts in that 49 minutes where they're traversing and there are huge cuts mm-hmm. and it's like well what is in those huge cuts is it literally just walking up the hill because the game is gorgeous and beautiful there's a question remember when sandbox was new I and do. the idea that you could sandbox in anything at all was kind of like holy shit i do um Uh, do you still do everything and just dick around and noby noby boy your way through? Well, you're not going to be doing taxi missions. Taxi missions? You're not going to be doing firefighter missions to put out flames two blocks over. Because that's, because that, what I'm, what I'm, because I feel like, like the sandbox appeal to me I don't have that much of that anymore, depending on the world. Because, like, in a crazy-ass fucking Saints Row game where it's just like, jump around and be fucking nuts. Yeah. Right? Or, or Hulk Ultimate Destruction. Yeah. Right? Like, you, you're so super-powered and whatnot that simply moving around is kind of a wild new thing. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the novelty of kind of like, okay, I can piss, I can go do this, I can do that. There's going to be a point where after I've tried out these things and found out the stuff... I'm not going to spend a ton of time doing them. And I kind of and I'm thinking about the way I played Phantom Pain, and I'm thinking about the way I played um Ground Zeroes and how I tried out each thing and kind of saw the content and then I was like, "Oh, cool, cool. That's there. Now I'm going to just be doing engage in the core mechanic. The core mechanic while casually picking up anything that happens across my path." Of interest, of note. So it feels like in a game like this, how much of the fun is going to be based on the wanderlust? It feels like to Kojima, the sandbox is new because he got his taste with MGS5 and he's like, I'm only making open world games now because open world games are crazy. Oh, yeah. After after making the longest hallway in the world and and it's it's fascinating because it's like it feels like, oh, it's like he discovered fire like it's brand new. Mm -hmm. And I guess to those of you who have played it, this feels like in Kojima's 
brand new like brand new view of oh man open world's crazy he has made what is essentially the japanese version of stalker see yeah i knew that would would kind of ping right off you stalker is a game in which you wander through large environments and encounter ghostly slash supernatural anomalies at your pace at your pace and yeah there is some shooting but it's mainly wandering around and getting stuff and oh no a mutated dog attacked me and i gotta eat a food to not die is it good yeah stalker's really good yeah i know i hear a lot of good things about stalker i became metro yeah which is very different but still good old guillaume was super obsessed with stalker get out of here stranding nailed it killed it uh yeah so you know that that little feeling sort of continues in the sense that um like there's like you know you know how we just talked about like control being so interesting that like who cares when the next shoot bang is as long as the shoot bang is good as long and as not shoot- bad yes who cares when it is yeah because the shoot bang was good right it's a little like that here but how good is wandering around going to be hope it's good yeah because by nature i i don't need that yeah. by nature i i'm i'm down with my koji hallway but will if if that shoot bang is good if that wander is good then i have nothing to complain about yep you know i really really dig games in which you wander around so ideally this could be right up my alley unless it's dull <laughs> the like dull is dull you got to have things to see like I, I I know I, I I bring it up a bunch, but I do really feel that I'm like Breath of the Wild like kind of did actually go. It made me. It really did make me go like, oh, this can be more interesting than you thought mm-hmm. in terms of like the frequency of like things that I find com- th- frequency of things you find on this big map that are like compelling to pick up, right? Its problems, in fact, happened in the ro- the railroading yeah. sections, whereas. Oh, I think the the dungeons in that game were terrible compared to everything else. Right. Whereas, like the the you know the 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 size of what you encountered and the nature of it was just like out there enough to be like, yeah, I'm just gonna go into this field and see where this takes me to a cliffside. All right, up on the cliffside, found the dungeon. Nice. Come out of the dungeon. Is that an island in the distance? I'm gonna get it there. That. And then it's the best part of the whole game. That. that stretch yeah imprinted a lot in me because it's like that was designed that was a hallway yeah but that was like a bunch of hallways next to each other yeah you know so one thing that was confirmed during this is that my guess was somewhat correct it is a big fat wide hallway hallway it's a super super wide fucking hallway but it is a hallway from east to west. Right? But you're going to take doors that lead you up and then back down. Yeah. Surely. Yes, at some point. you the, the, the cities and locations will be like focal points. But it is totally a hallway. Just a really fat, wide one. Probably a couple kilometers wide from north to south. I mean, look. At a certain point, like... Even if your gigantic game is... Well, what am I trying to say here? Let me rephrase that. A uh, Mega Man game... Yeah. 
lets you pick one of the robot masters. One of eight hallways. But then you're going to clear them out yeah. and then get to the final mm-hmm. hallway. But the way the journey there yeah. determines what you're getting. So here, east order. to west, seems like the difference will be, do you want to go straight through dead center, which is a city, which you could totally just walk through except for all the BTs? Or do you want to take the fucking kilometer-ass detour all the way around the city, avoid all that, but then avoid all that, you know? Um, Saw that 49 minutes of of Norman dicking around in his... I did not see that part, no. Don't look at his dick. Stop looking at his dick. Kojima spent almost an hour uh, just dicking around with Reedus. Do you want a piece sitting up or a piece sitting down? Like, showing off that kind of stuff... As opposed to, like, the meat and potatoes is such a fucking Hideo move. And people are clamoring for real, real meat. So... And you're not getting it. He I, won't show I you. I want to point out that the big worry about the game's exploration elements, to me, has been the fact that the environment looks like a weird American Scotland. Rolling hills, a lot of moss, a lot of, you know, a lot of fucking... Uh, little plant cover i don't think the whole game is going to look like that i think we have essentially seen the first zone over and over and over we've seen the city parts we've seen the the remember the where remember where um mads first shows oh yeah no i remember that with with this world war ii dunkirk looking right but i'm talking about when they showed gameplay it's always been in that that rolling hills kind of thing. Yes. I feel like that is the first area. Because mm-hmm. in the 49-minute gameplay demo, he moves out into an industrial, like, like dunescape a little bit. He's hiding a lot. There's probably a lot of, like, and we know there's a f- there's forested sections. But And if you're going east to west, you will have to walk across the top of the Rocky Mountain. But, like, yeah, there will be texture swaps. Like, mm-hmm. The environment will change as we... When you're wandering around, environmental change means everything. Yeah. The architecture of the land yeah. has to change or else it'll suck ass. I just hope that when I suddenly am traversing sand instead of grass, that, like, the stuff in that sand is super fucking compelling. Yeah. I'm really hoping, you know? Um, so there was that. Uh, you want to talk about Shin Sakura Wars? What? No. Okay. Well, Sakura Tyson has a new game coming out for the PS4. And, uh, anyway. Uh, Persona 5 Royal. We got to see the new opening movie. We got to hear the, um, the new battle theme. There was a bunch of gameplay of Mementos. Apparently, Mementos is being changed up in a couple of ways. Though, when I watched the footage of it, it looked pretty much the same just a couple of new enemies I think they changed it so the death never gets the flu anymore oh really yeah um mementos definitely is the area of the game that needed the most I would agree improvement so I'm happy to hear that because you have to spend a lot of time you have to um and then for leveling up what else are you gonna do uh New uh, team-up fucking attacks look super rad. Uh, it really feels like they wanted to get as many little gifable moments into that Makoto and Ryuji one. Mm-hmm. Where, like, they're doing these amazing fucking combat things and she's, like, doing flurry punches and 
crushing the cans and it's turning the all-out attack into like like what's what's happening in the smoke yeah <laughs> basically uh those look really nice as well and stylish so um yeah i'm down i'm digging it i am not gonna play it because i don't have that kind of time i don't know if i'm gonna play it but i'm going to I certainly d- watch someone else's uh uh here's comp- here's the compilation of the new stuff I don't know if I'm going to play it. Which is sad, because if you think about the difference between the Golden and not the Golden... It's huge. That's nuts, right? So, I mean, maybe... There's an extended series of sequences with a party member that will... I know. ...seemingly dramatically change the plot. That I very much want to know what it's about. The Golden is extraordinarily different from not the Golden. Yeah. So, this is a lot of content. It's just going to be a very busy time to put another 120 hours down. Well, if I can turn it into work, I'll turn it into work. You know, if you know, if I can, I can't. <laughs> How great would it be if there was a mode that was like, I've played P5 already. And then it was just like, let me get your save. There is a mode, and that that is a thing. And it will give you a, a, a pair of sunglasses or a hat or some shit. But that's not what I mean. Yeah, I know. I want a calendar that I can scroll up and down and across. Get fucked. How about and that? then go here. Hey, Wooly, I have an. I have. It's internet. That's that. That's what it is. They'll never do that. I know. It's so much work. It's so much work, and so many triggers are dependent on what you did the day before. But it's just like it. Then, then we're stuck with this, where I'm just like, God damn it, that's so much replaying. I'm just glad I didn't replay it a second time on New Game Plus when I felt like I wanted to. Yeah, because I felt this coming in the future. Yeah. So and at there's least a lot of pe- there's that, and there's a lot of people out there that definitely are like the type that are just like, fuck it, I'm gonna go play P5 again. Like hell yeah, yeah. But- why not? I, I I'm not because it just takes too much time. Hey man, we got hey hey you got to know right? You got to know if it's good right? Shut up. Apparently people really want to talk about Sakura Wars. Nah, they just want to talk about it because I, I said I want to talk about it. It's an old anime. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Back in the day when I was uh, running the anime club, yeah, there was uh, a lot of people that were fans of it. And uh, I watched an episode or two and I was like, yeah, not my speed. I'll, I'll move on. And that, or was it not? Was it not? It's an old game. Okay, no, I'm stupid. I'm thinking of something else completely. And I'm completely thinking of something else. A Sakura Wars is not what I thought it was. I could, I thought this was something else entirely. Then, well, shit. <laughs> I don't know what I'm confusing it with, but. This is a new thing. Talking about Funko. What? Sega Saturn strategy RPG? Yeah, I don't know. Mecha dating sim? Okay. Anyway, I'm sure this is compelling for anybody who's listening to this after the fact in an MP3 form. Well, good talk. Super worth it. Super worth it. Speaking of anime, Gungrave Gore. 
People were like, hey, Pat, do you care about this? I'm like, go talk to Wooly. Go talk to Wooly right now. And all the other guys. Fucking what? Ma uh, uh, Ma Pound Max? Whatever. It's guns, but yeah. zombos. Um, Rocket Billy Red Cadillac? Yo. This sounds like that dumb anime shit you've been watching. Are you Man, watching your animes? Listen, yes, you know, Naito. You watching your girl cartoons again? Actually, I gave up on, on BBB, which was the new Naito joint. But, um, I super loved Gungrave. And Gungrave is about as cool dumb as it gets. Maximum cool dumb. Because Gungrave is a stupid zombie killing, yeah. like beyond the grave man, gunman. So, but his origins are a traditional mafia story. So, can I ask you, like, uh, some clarification on this? Because you've, ex I've heard you explain this to others, but you've never explained it to me. So you're like, oh man, Brandon Heat's the coolest mob story ever put down in anime. Great. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to YouTube Gungrave, and it's a zombie cowboy shooting monsters. Yes, he's wearing a cowboy hat. What are you talking and about? Dragging, and he's dragging a grave. What uh, are uh, you a, a talking around. about? It's fucking... Okay. 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 Brandon Heat is the best... And oh my god, it's Bungie. Holy shit. Sorry, I'm freaking out watching this cool trailer. Um, Brandon Heat is the fucking coolest... And it's a cool-ass mobster story in anime. Alright? And how come it never looks like that when I look at a picture of Gungrave? Because what you're watching is... Um, Why is this so difficult? Uh, what the fuck? Um, um, you're, you're watching the story of the, the fucking Band of the Hawk. Okay? Okay. And then you meet, and then you you go, oh, cowboy gun thing? What's up with this? And then it cuts back, and then you go back to Guts meeting Griffith. Uh-huh. And then you go all the way through till the Behelit drops. Uh-huh. And then you go back into the present. That sounds like shit. Okay, remember when it happened in Berserk? I do. Did you think it was shit? No. What was it? It was cool. Yeah. Yeah? So it was super cool. Going through that mobster story in the but, past. Well, a, a, a mobster story, a realistically told mobster story, doesn't naturally lead into gun zombies. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And so it, in this... A fucking fantasy fucking in medieval case, story with so knights and swords and demons and magic does. In the background of the mobster story, they're setting up this tech and there's a bit of this shit. But you know what? It doesn't. It doesn't, but it should. I feel... But it should. I feel like Gungrave is actually really good, but y the way you have attempted to sell it to me for years... Is I'm not trying to sell you on shit. You sell it to me now. I don't care. If you, don't wa if you haven't watched it, you're not going to. I have no interest in selling you anything. You can fuck off. Gungrave's been awesome for years. It doesn't matter wh whether you watch it or not. Brandon Heat and Harry McDougal and that elevator will always be the hottest fucking shit. This sounds dumb. But the big cowboy zombies is the max dumb. 
And that's just I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it either. And there's I not much I, I I I don't know what to Wait, say. You don't get it either. I don't get the cowboy zombie dumb. Wait, really? I don't get it. What? But, but you it, just said you saw it. Every the listen. The, <laughs> l- let me l- again. Griffith and guts hanging out. Doing the mil- the, yeah. the the what's the the fucking golden uh, what the millennium golden arc? age man uh, golden age arc right yeah hottest shit hottest hottest okay, shit yeah and then afterwards I don't know wait did you just <laughs> stop watching it no I finished it okay I'm saying afterwards I don't know why it went the way it went it just kind of becomes something else but that's a totally different thing right that's like a it's very different very different. But then, but then it all kind of blends together at the end. <laughs> it goes full on. It goes full on action for the sake of stupid, but with stupid I, plot. I hate it. It, it it's it, it it's the astral chain, right? <laughs> right. You're watching a guy dressed in a cool thing uh, kill a bunch of cool bosses. Yeah, and they have a bunch of cool boss fights with zombies. Uh huh. And they're f- cool fucking fights, but they're complete nonsense. Okay. But then, but then the story starts happening again, and then it gets really, really good. Gungrave, good. Gungrave, gore. Okay, I like Gungrave. I guess good. You could take all your your Gungrave questions to Wooly because I don't know what it's cowboy. The moral of the story is: I don't give a fuck whether I sell it to you or not. Okay. I love it. It's it's fucking. I I have. That's good, not very influencer of you. I don't give a shit. I'm, if I'm doing a bad job explaining it, too bad. Go watch it and find out how good it is. Oh, I wanna. It's great. It was not sold to me adequately. Too bad. Oh. You know what sells it better? What's that? Your fucking eyeballs watching it. No, I don't wanna. Click play. No. Or fuck off. It's sitting right there. No. It's right up there. Oh, I'm good. Oh, I got so many emails. Yeah. Jeez. Hey man, sometimes I I don't have nothing witty or strong to or clever sitting in the background to sometimes, sell you with something with. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta go. That's a cowboy with a coffin hanging off his back and two giant guns. Why? And I guess watching him do stuff is oh, gonna man. be kind of cool. I hate. Don't anime. forget that that Naito is also the guy who made a full on action figure for Gazelle the Peacemaker, a character. That never had anything anywhere, but he just liked the idea of this big badass guy having a giant revolver on his back. So he made a toy for it, and it has no lore. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so there's Trigun. Yeah. And then they made a bunch of Trigun action figures. Right. Right? I bought them. There's Vash the Stampede and Wolfwood and then Uh Mona of the Gale. Then... In Trigun Maximum, a bunch of crazy other shit happens. Then they made a toy of a character, and his name is Gazelle the Peacemaker. He's a fucking badass, and he has a giant six-shooter, like a humongous six-shooter strapped to his back, right? And it you get it, and like the toy is this main character-looking important thing, but he's just a random new original character that... Yasuhiro Naito came up with that was like, yeah, that'd make a rad toy. That's it? That's it. That's weird. He didn't come from anything. He wasn't from any parts of Trigun. 
he was just a new original character that he went, I like that look. I'm going to make a toy out of that. It was the dumbest, coolest thing ever. And that's how Naito rolls. So if he's willing to put that product out there with no attachment whatsoever, you best believe he's going to put a dumb cowboy hat on a mobster and make him kill zombies. But then when it comes back around, it comes back around and it's fun. Okay. Right? There's basically there's basically a point where you go through the um the the four heavenly kings. Yeah. Right? The, the you go you fight Balrog, Vega, Sagat and Dictator. Right. And that's when it fucking gets fucking sick again. Okay. But you can just whatever. Before that, don't don't worry about it. All right, we got Shenmue 3. Moving on. A day in Shenmue. Ryo is walking around. He sees a kid. He learns, he does the fighting. Shenmue 3. Um, TGS. Show the up. best thing about Shenmue to ever happen is something I'm going to ask Willie to put at the end of this podcast. Um, I don't know what. Yeah, you would. It's it's very stupid. I think you have seen it though. Um, you want to talk about the the game that's like Shenmue, but way better than Shenmue in every way, where they showed off way more Yakuza Seven stuff. Including Nugget's son running as a politician, or the go kart races. They shot out. They shot off a bunch of like a dragon. Or the summon skills. You see that summon man? I didn't. He Ichiban summons lobsters from his phone, and lobsters fall out of the sky and do like fucking samurai, like hisatsu cuts on dudes. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it's been confirmed that the the fantastical elements such as spells, demons, robot cops, super sage hobos, and animals that do heat moves are all in Ichiban's head. Animals do heat moves. That's right. But everything you're seeing is in his head. Yes, because he's okay. fantasizing that it's like Dragon Quest. Um, sorry, this is this is delayed, but. Uh, whatever the fuck it is you want me to put at the end of this podcast, yeah. Uh, you can't convince me to not end this week on bullshit blazing. I don't know what that is. What is it? Well, that's unfortunate. We'll get into that because the only way to t- the end is this- it a gun grave thing? Yes, it's a gun. It's not a gun grave thing. Then why'd you say yes? No, it's not a gun grave thing. It's it's bullshit blazing is the new anthem. And uh you need to fuck off if you think I'm going to play anything else besides that this week. So, anyway. You see that new fucking Guilty Gear trailer, dude? Oh, yeah, that song is dumb. Do you fucking listen to that song? Oh, that song is terrible. Did you not fucking play that song on repeat over no, and over that again? that song is terrible. You're fucking garbage. It's the best. That is... Bu- that's bullshit blazing <laughs> coming out of your mouth. You're speaking bullshit blazing, it's Pat. terrible. <laughs> you have never been more wrong. It is the best. 
I love that Guilty Gear soundtrack. You're calling Guilty Gear terrible. No, you can I'm calling fuck that off. song terrible because it's awful. That is bullshit blazing indeed. Name of the fucking song, by the way. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. So whatever it is you want to do is going to have to wait. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask for next week, though. Yeah. All right. We might as well go into Guilty Gear since we're talking about it. Hey, it looks good. Looks okay. Shut up. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> looks incredible. <laughs> no, but we need to we need to create a reason for the the clip to say Guilty Gear 2020 looks okay. Which is the one that was like the the dumbest where it was like 3 hours. It's like Astral Chain for an hour and we're just fucking going off on how sick it is. And it's just and just the video title is it's and, okay. Yeah. And then talking about movies, that movie is okay. Which usually means the opposite. Everything is okay. It's okay. If you're going to fucking come at this with your preconceived notions, then here's what your notions are. Yeah. You know what that thing is? It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Didn't hate it. That Guilty Gear trailer looks incredible. And they use the same, like, bread and butter combos with Kai and Soul so that you can compare it to the Exerd's first trailer. 2D Tyrant Rave. And you're able to be able to, like, yeah, it looks really good. It looks and by 2D, I don't mean two-dimensional. I mean down dust. Sweep yeah. into Tyrant Rave. And then you just you get to look at Kai and how his stance has changed, and he's like super confident in all of his poses now. I dropped a tweet that basically said, I think it's time to stop talking about Guilty Gear as the best looking fighting game, and it's time to start talking about it as one of the best looking video games. I would agree with this. It's incredible. Looks unbelievable. Like, the first time Exer dropped, it was all about embracing uh, the beauty of, of sprites and their lost frames to try and recreate that old feeling. This time around, they still have the same level of crazy hit stop, but they're fully, fully showing off the 3D every two seconds. They have no problems whatsoever zooming because in Because they're rotating. also emulating, like... 3D, like, utilized, hyper-animated, like, red-line-style, like, oh, it looks good. It looks, looks better than every 3D anime ever TV show trying to put shit out on, yeah. on, on the air. Like, Easy. It doesn't, it's in-game, so it gets to render out 60 frames per second. You don't have to deal with that choppy bullshit. It just looks glorious. The whole time. It looks very high quality. And I understand the technical limitations behind why anime can't look like this, but I don't care. It doesn't look as good. Uh, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> so we got... The May other- looks great. New character design for everybody. Everyone. And everyone. So, so Soul looks like a really good Soul. Kai is easily the best he's ever looked. Ever been. And if the May is the fucking... Like, way we're going to be dealing with returning characters where their color scheme and general silhouette remains the same, but they look a hundred times better than they ever did. Well, she's she's an adult now. Yeah. That's it. 
Which means Johnny kicked her off the boat. Oh, she's not allowed on the ship not anymore. Not allowed on that ship at all. The Johnny ship no longer has room. Fuck May the ship. The Johnny ship is empty, bro. May ship no longer May. No. Johnny ship. No, 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 no that's Get it. Get out of here. <laughs> Go. Live your life as an adult and accomplish all the things you would. This is for your sake. And then, and then Johnny like flips the coin and just goes, disgusting. <laughs> and she's like, wait, Johnny, what about Mr. Fina? <laughs> Back a sigh. Um, Get off my boat. <laughs> Does his fucking backdash just yeah. into the into the distance? Uh, anyway, I cannot wait to see everyone after the personal stylist takes them shopping and they get the fucking <sighs> glow, gets up. The glow up. Yeah, no, that's that's the first time I have seen a character, and I said to myself, "Oh, that's a glow up." That's someone, someone in universe took that character, and we're like, "Okay, you look like a fucking clown. Let's go to the." fucking store like kisuke you some clout kisuke is like yeah you know what like no time to wear some clothes yeah you know and he fucking he's on that rock rock howard train yeah of like yeah man black t-shirt black pants it's good look and then something draped over to just kind of add a little bit of cuss a little bit of flair went from his primary to his accent color it's so good it's so clean it's like oh his hair's not long anymore fuck it fuck it he doesn't need that Go back. back. He, cut, he cut his ponytail. Go back to the old look. Uh, Clean up. He's a dad. He's a king. Yeah. Now, actually. He's a king dad. Yeah. Let's see. And May, I want to give like a thumbs up to May in particular for being a person I have literally seen on the street. That is the most casual looking fighting game character look I have ever seen. The King of Fighters touch has been applied yeah to these characters right it's that idea of like as time goes forward let's just put clothes on you know the character you know who they are let's just put some clothes on like some normal clothes normal wearing clothes that still speaks to their design and still speaks to their you know like aesthetic because god damn it like who doesn't love kyo's looks over the years Right? Who doesn't love fucking Iori with the fucking dress down? Like, come, it's yeah. so cool. So now you're going to get to enjoy Slayer in some other attire. Yeah. Matching his fucking class and dignity and personality. It's going to be great. Temkin. Temkin's all over the place. He wearing a anything. suit, wearing a, wearing sleeveless, shirtless, whatever the fuck. Temkin can do whatever he wants. We got, we got, we already got his glow up. Yeah. We can go another way with it. <clears throat> Bless you. Um, I don't know what the fuck Biken's gonna get, including I don't know if she's gonna show up. Yeah, there's a lot of char- they've they mixed and matched a bunch of their characters now that it's unclear as to who will show up on the first round. Well, I think what should happen is like Angie Mito and Bridget should get a crack at it. Yeah, and Zappa should get a crack at it. Zappa's money. Abba should get a crack at this game is money. Yeah, but Zappa's big money big. Zappa is the money for two other characters. Oh, you mean like Jacko? Yeah, like Jacko. Or Felt. Fuck off. Like they've done it. They don't care. 
Yeah, Angie, Abba. Yeah, you're right. Of those two, Eno's just gonna be topless <laughs> with pasties the whole time. Yeah, just full like yeah, fuck it. She's gonna go from a skirt to tight leather pants and just full on pasties. Nothing. You know else. what I want to see for fucking Zato one? I want to see Eddie as the one who's standing there and he's flinging uh, Zato one's corpse at you as the as the. As the second character. Like, uh, like Philia with Samson. Yeah. Mm. No, 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 man. I'm, I'm really excited to see what the Neo versions are going to be of, of whoever comes back. Uh, also interview with, uh, Ishiwatari. Daisuke yeah. talking a little bit about how, um, depth is not going to be sacrificed while, like, reinventing yeah, of Guilty Gear. Not. They, they're not allowed to do that. But the idea of having, like, a stylish mode is not um, something they want to do this time. If anything, they just want... They're like, if we need to put a stylish mode in, the game is probably too complex. So he's looking at it from the point of view of, let's make it inviting from the ground up, but yeah. have uh, have that depth. Um, something interesting about Astral Chain's interview uh, talked about how... Uh, or Kamiya said this, actually. He said... Um, ple- he said... I don't think people want modes like um, easy automatic and stuff. Like, I don't think people want uh, a game that is overall easy. They want a game. They want where as much as they want something like those modes to give them a touch of what it feels like to, to be an expert. Mm. Right. That's a good quote. And I was like, that's interesting. It's not that the person who wants it, the person doesn't want the game's ceiling to be low. They want it higher. They just want to know what it's like to be up there. Yeah. And that goes, oh, don't fuck with, never fuck with that. Yeah. If you bring that down, you're just robbing the game of something incredible that it could be. You know? Uh, so that, that's a pretty astute observation. Um, and, uh, yeah, that kind of comes to mind with this a little bit. Um, something else, too, I think, uh, I think Keats said this weekend, he was like, I like games that, uh, frequently force me to reassess what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And for some people, that's just stressful. Yeah. You can't design something for everyone, right? Yeah, you can't. And, like, there's always going to be, no, you can't. There's always going to be people that just don't pick up that product. I said that. No, you can't. Oh, I thought you said, yeah, you can't. Nah, I'm, I was, I was a little mumbly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, um, it, it, it's, I, 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 I'm curious, I'm really, really, really curious to know what all this big talk is for Guilty Gear 2020. And lastly, I hope that it ends Even up. Even though you can still see a lot of the same moves being performed. You saw a sweep, you saw a tyrant rave, you saw a, a, a fucking, you, yeah, you saw everything. You saw the same combos. Yeah. Right? I hope it's called Guilty Gear 3. That'd be cool. I'm really crossing my fingers. But it on, won't be. On that. It'll be called Guilty Gear Force. Wyeth. Yeah. No, I'm hoping for uh, Guilty Gear 3. Um, Project Resistance. We've got to see... It looks like it's a cool idea that needs much more time in the oven. Haven't watched the the the, the stuff on it. So what what do we got here? What is this trailer? It's Left for Dead slash Dead by Daylight with Resident Evil. 
Now, is it... We were talking about what it could be, and so it's it's not like... It's a, not Outbreak. It's Outbreak. Left for Dead slash Dead by Daylight with Resident Evil. Uh, it's actually closer to a, a different game called uh, Last Year. Because oh, last year, yeah, I remember that. Because there's the a because there's a the 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 director, whatever the fuck it is, is placing enemies out out of line of view and stuff like that. Zombie U? No, no, no. Like they are literally like a floating camera and can move around the map and and put like a liquor down behind a corner and shit like that. Because the director system, not director system, sorry, the zombie U asymmetrical thing allowed you to oh yeah kind of like create that. your zombie yeah. spawns and and zombie you could be play zombie master uh what what uh what i'm looking at here is yes you know third person but 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 like i guess when you say left for dead left for dead that makes me think it's like get through the arena get to the end escape combat heavy as yes. opposed to survival heavy pretty much okay which is not what you wanted no uh, the reaction to it's pretty tepid, and it looks a little undercooked. Like the footage they showed was just—it didn't look very polished. Uh, I saw Matt Walker going out on Twitter, being like, "Hey guys, game's got a long way to go. Maybe quit being assholes." <laughs> and I was I like, "Saw that? Mm, that's not a great sign." Okay. I bet this is being made by whatever division inside Capcom keeps thinking that there's a way to really hard break into the multiplayer esports genre. So, as someone who's like, you know, you you'd you'd be this is this is this is aimed at you. This is not aimed at me. This is not aimed at me. But it, it but it is. It, no, it's not it, hitting you, but it's aimed at you. It is not aimed at me. It is aimed at people who are huge, huge fans of asymmetric multiplayer. Playable Mr. X. It has elements that should be appealing to me because of the brand, but the type of game they're showing has no appeal to me whatsoever. Despite its superficial similarities to other games that I know and like. Because I was going to say that as a big Resident Evil fan, I assume that you are in their crosshairs. A big Resident... So what I want to know is, like, providing that the framework of this game is the same, which is new RE system engine. Yeah. Multiplayer, four players. Uh uh, Uh-huh. Asymmetrical. Uh Uh-huh. What would you want this to be? I want it to be Outbreak. I don't want a director... And I want a huge portion of the thing to be randomized AI stuff against in classic-ish style Resident Evil levels that will seal off or be different and discoverable. Like, honestly, more like Left 4 Dead, but with a survival element. The, all that? the footage they show they show is of them going up against tons and tons of enemies. And there's the there's the tank character who uses melee weapons and is really good. And it's just like, how did, how did, how was Outbreak received? (sighs) Middling. How does Capcom feel about Outbreak? I don't know. Because it had serious, serious technical problems and design issues. Okay. But the core of it was really cool. Now, last year and Friday the 13th and Dead by Daylight and those type of games are much more modern and popular. Dead by Daylight's the, the one that really like ran away with it. So, 
like and them, that's that's the one that you see the most influence from. So that's then it makes sense that they would be attempting that. Yeah, but what it? I'm what I'm saying is is that this is a, a game idea that they had and then they put Resident Evil on it. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a long time Resident Evil fan, you have seen many, many, many Resident Evil games that are hey, let's slap Resident Evil on this and make it a Resident Evil game. Yep. Like the fucking gun ones and mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. fucking... And then you get something like RE7, which... This engine was expensive. What else can we do yeah. with it? It's really expensive. And then you look at RE7. Hey, Wooly, what does RE7 have in it that has anything to do with Resident Evil? Almost literally nothing. It, all the way to that game's ending, when somebody says the word umbrella, that could be its own game. But that's a Resident Evil game because it has the stuff in it that I care about, which is spooky areas, a focus on exploration, dangerous locations, survival elements, resource management, yada, 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 yada. So you're not mad at the lore. No, there's there's already been like 10 games that that Mm -hmm. people write off entirely. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you as a description outbreak. uh, And I remember from seeing the trailer of like the fucking all the players trying to survive and whatever like the random squad yeah like it always sounded super interesting yeah as an experimental game um i i'm totally disinterested in this and i it'll probably be fine right i don't think we're looking at another orc i don't think we're looking at another the other one umbrella core what if uh umbrella core is a Mm -hmm. you go fucking play that for 10 minutes it was in test it's astonishingly fucking awful. When I was in QA, it was in it was in the office. It's fucking bad, right? I didn't. I wasn't on the team. Ah, uh, but, but you I, saw I, the people coming it. back yeah. with tears. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Holy um, shit. Uh, I was gonna say like, <laughs> like, what if this ends up like hitting, uh, hitting its stride and fucking somehow like being a really big deal? Although it's although it's it's also kind of like. The fact that I'm looking at like a main character that's like punching a glass right now and there's like little power up glows on him and like lots of just like not immersive things happening because th- a lot of like I think multiplayer based things are sort should of happening. focus on making the types of games that it's good at and stop making the games that it has failed at making or that other or that other people are good at. Yeah. I am I am sick of game after game after game of we're let's use the Resident Evil brand to slingshot this terrible idea and oh look it's bad right umbrella core and uh, umbrella core operation raccoon city uh the fucking 3DS mercenaries game the fucking um yeah all the gun survivors they should have used the uh they're, they they should have used the the Dino Crisis engine and uh, Dino uh, Crisis brand instead. Uh, uh fucking uh, Resident Evil Gaiden, uh, 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 Umbrella Chronicles and Darkseid Chronicles. Like these games all suck, but they put Resident Evil on them to hope that oh yeah people it's like they suck. Well, um, speaking of asymmetrical. Oh, what? Have you seen the lobbies in Dems Fighting Herds? Did you check this out at all? Uh, I heard that they added a salt mode. The salt mines. What is the salt mine? The salt mines is fucking 
awesome is what it is. The salt mines is a pop off and a half. I love it. I think this is so much fun. This is so much fun in a fighting game um, in a com- in a completely different way. And this is the thinking outside the box that I think we need to see more of, man. Let me pull this this shit up. Um, okay, so the salt mines is a mode, right? And effectively, uh, what it is is uh, <laughs> when you when you jump, you know how like Arxis games in the lobbies, you control a little cute avatar of your character. I do, and then you can go down and sit at the little arcades sure. and do all the little stuff. Okay, so uh, in them's fighting herds, you are playing a little you you go into this mode and you are how you have a cute little horse slash them's fighting herds cow whatever character yes you know in a uh top down uh 16-bit grawl yeah it looks, ass yeah, it looks like a like a grawl mmo yeah right uh you basically have your 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 little your little thing and 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 uh <coughs> You get dropped into these mines with I don't know what the max number of players is. Not a bunch but, of people. But the demo shows off that you uh, are they're playing in a group of I think six. So uh, you all basically then enter different rounds of play okay. where you go through them. You go through these mines. You go from room to room, and you're racing to mine salt, right? Okay. As you mine salt, you basically walk up to a block. And like, kind of like chip, 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 chip the button to collect sodium to collect it, and you're trying to get up as much as possible, uh, which you can use to uh, buy hats. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's different things in the game where, like, if you end up with like, like some of the more some of the best looking hats or whatever, or the, or the, the funnest hats are like expensive. As you go through these mines and you're going against other people, sometimes uh, there's going to be these enemies that attack you. Right as they rush at you, they basically it goes into a short round of them's fighting herds, a very short round where you fight a monster AI as a as a, a, a salt mines creature. Right, you beat it and then move on and continue playing. So basically, it is U six versus these these enemies. It's like a dungeon right? crawler, yeah, dungeon crawling exactly. Um, sometimes they describe, I didn't see it in the, in the footage they, in the stream that they did, but I heard that like, you can go up to a treasure chest and there's like a countdown on it. And that if you approach the treasure chest where someone else is count is the countdown is going, you can challenge them for what's in it. And then you guys have to fight a match to win that prize. Okay. Before going back to, to playing the salt mines. Right. So there's little things like that where you can fight for a, a, a prize or whatever. Right. Um, as uh, time goes on, as the rounds increase, the enemies get harder. They get bigger life bars, um, and they get you know whatever like trickier to fight. Uh, and then eventually, things kind of uh, uh, get to the final countdown, where upon getting to zero, whoever has the most salt. Uh, uh, is cemented into first place and the game basically goes something sinister is coming so a boss is going to appear but what that ends up being is if I can scroll to it fuck where the fuck was it 
Here, let me go jump forward a lot. The player in first place becomes a bear. Okay. The bear is a super broken, fucked up, super crazy character that <laughs> is like almost unstoppable, but you can fight it. It's just crazy busted. Yeah. Um, and then that bear is has a job to hunt down every other player in the salt mines. And kill them. And kill them. Their vision cone becomes a lot smaller, so they get the fog of war okay. till it becomes completely dark. Whereas the bear has perfect vision. Yeah. The bear can sense which direction in the mines they're at and can run after them. And basically, uh, the bear has like kind of like an ice slidey mechanic to like how it runs. So the players can outrun it a little bit. Yeah. But like it, it generally can close the distance on you and you can use dynamite to keep it off. Right. When the bear catches you one by one, it starts murdering the shit out of the rest of the players to get all their salt. And uh, you need to try and survive, right, as as long as you can. Uh, and then, of course, after that, it d- divvies out all the salt. Everybody gets their rewards. Although this this mode kind of uh, 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 lasts until you, I think, yeah, you hunt them all down. And let me move forward. And then uh, at the end, yeah, you take your rewards. You go to the shop up in the overworld. Uh-huh. And then you buy your hats. <laughs> Yay! And it just—it's just—it is just like a, a fun, completely different. That's a cool mode. Yeah, completely different way to play a fighting game online with people. It's That's great. A really cool mode. Really great. Super fun. I love that. Super creative. Someone fucking's wearing a soul bad guy hat, so now they have hair like soul bad guy. You know, you mean a bull sad guy hat? No, soul bad guy licensed. Really? Officially. Why? Also, uh, uh, Kai is in there. Also, Ragna. Okay. They have they have uh, guest licensed ha- like haircuts and 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 hats in the game officially. So, Dems fighting herds. Fucking. That's a cool mode. They're doing it, man. So fun. Uh, definitely want to see. That kind of creativity mm-hmm. in in finding ways for people to play with other friends and have fun together. You yeah. know? Let's see more of that, guys. I would love to see. Like, MK, what was it, Deception? Had, like, an overworld fighting game thing, and it was terrible. But I'd love to see that idea actually taken further. Well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. That's ultimately what I'm trying to get at. Is oh, I'd love like an RPG. Develop something fully around yeah. this concept, right? Um, and yeah, allow it to cool. be fun, so that like it's fun while you're fighting off like random little grunts here and there, and it's also fun while you're fighting against each other, right? Never forget that um, you know that thing in Titanfall where you can shoot a bunch of stupid grunts and 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 spawning in AI fights, yeah, or you can go fight pilots. Which you need to do for to effectively win, but you can still you can still participate as a beginner and get the hang of things by just fighting. And Titanfall Two is great. That's a really smart idea, and I like I like that I like that in place here. Um, is Titanfall Two still dead? Yeah. Titanfall Two servers are up. You can still play it. Yeah, but is it? But is it? Nothing stopping you. If you boot the game up, can you play it? Yes, you can. I don't believe you. The only thing stopping you is you. Hmm. Uh, my mouse died. Do I go talk to Apex? Sorry, to Titanfall, and then it just loads up Apex, and I'm like, no. 
No, please. Wait, did your mouse just die for real? Yep. Oh. Mega Man Zero Legacy Collection announced. Uh, That's a lot of Mega Man games. Z Z one, Z two, Z three, and uh, that's cool. Plus ZX ZX Advent. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Hooray for that! Um, and a new mode where you are basically doing time trial challenges, mm-hmm. and then you can do multiplayer time trial challenges against friends or the world. Oh, that's nice. Z Chaser. So that's a nice little unexpected bonus. Sounds good. Sounds good. I like Mega Man. Now that's fucking almost all of them, minus like the the side. Stuff. Eh, who cares about that shit? Excuse me, Power Soccer. Who cares? Legends. <sighs> Legends Two. I always forget. Stop it. I don't. Am I crazy? I didn't like Legends Two nearly as much as Legends One. Legends. <sighs> Legends One has a better story. Legends Two has better mechanics. Because I really loved, like, the, the overworld in 1, and I didn't like it in 2. I think, I feel like Legends, I, I, I liked, I liked Legends 1's story. I like Legends 2 mechanically. They improved a lot. Mm. Um, music is fucking awesome all around, but all in all, though, but at the same time, you're comparing two great games. Yeah. Remember Data would do that little dance when you saved the game? He sure did. Oh, man, that was great. Remember when you had to fight all the bones in the city, one after the other? No, actually, I don't. It was really rough. Wait, what? You had to fight like three of of. You had to fight like three bosses in the same city area that were destroying the city. Did you say the bones? Tron Bone. It's Tron Bone, man. Okay, you had to fight the family all together, three bosses together, and that part was really, really tough. I remember having a hard time with it. Tron Bone. Beasel Bond. Baby Bond. Um, let's see here. The Surge 2 had a trailer. Yeah. I'm going to be playing that soon enough. So, I'm not, I'm not watching trailers anymore. Surge 1 was good, but flawed. I'm expecting Surge 2 to be better, but flawed. So, pretty good. Just a funny-ass headline here. Uh... Contra Rogue Core demo oh my God. has 14 frames of input lag. 14 frames. <laughs> That's a lot of frames of input lag. 323 milliseconds of lag. 14 frames is a vi- like a full heavy punch um, from start to finish in many fighting games. I was going to say a one bar connection against somebody. When you red it. bar warriors, please go home. But it's a red, but that's a red bar, like by default, at all times. You know what, Wooly? Come to think of it, we both responded to this uh, query in social media. Mm-hmm. But since the er- initial uh, stance came from the podcast, we might as well uh, expand slightly on the podcast. So, uh, oh, a intrepid person said, "Wooly Pat, you guys don't seem to understand that by." Uh, having ping tests and requirements for online play that you are essentially banning many people from online play, such as uh, the example they used was many U.S. states. Uh, I would add uh, the entirety of Australia to that. Turns out we had very different responses. 
Mine was, oh, I definitely know that I am saying that. I demand that we purge the red bars to the Wi-Fi dimension. Um, I tried to elaborate a little bit because I felt like uh, the individual was probably coming at it from a point where they just thought, this is unfair. You're telling people to not play the game. Too bad for them. They can't control that. That's true. Um, so what I did was I tried to liken the scenario to driving. Yep. And uh, I kind of created an, anal- an analogy where I tried to explain basically that um, we all drive with a communal agreement that we're not going to endanger each other on the road. Right. Because it would really suck if you put your non-street legal car in to the street in traffic where right. we're all going to have to fucking swerve around it. Right. Right. That non-street legal car that breaks down all the time mm-hmm. is someone who's constantly disconnecting. And also in the example that you gave, if you were having F1 and as ranked play as the equivalent and you brought your dad's old van in, you're endangering well, that's, the competition. So that, that's the second part of it. Yeah. So yeah, like the understanding that like, you know, but, but the, the, the key purpose of that is modes exist as you're the intention of the player, right? right? Um, if you sit down and you go, I bought this game, I want to play it. That's a simple thought, yeah. right? But the reality is that people go to play things with different intentions. Right. When you play something live in person, uh, you can play offline on a couch with your friends for fun. You just tell them. You can play at an arcade where you're kind of like, I want to win. I want to get yeah. some stretch out of this or corner. Or you can hit a tournament. Or you can go to a competition, yeah. right? So those are all places where you have different intentions playing the same game. You can't declare those intentions going uh, uh, online and in, in just by popping the game in. So the game has to go, where do you want to play? What, do you, what type of experience are you looking for? Here? Yes. And so this is where someone who wants to just play no matter what and have fun with it and play against other people would have a player match. And that's where I say, that's where you jump online. And as long as you're not constantly disconnecting with people, yeah, have fun, yeah. drive your car on the road. Right. But the person who disconnects, we can all agree lost. It sucks that their connection yeah. excludes them from being able to participate, but you have to be exclusionary mm-hmm. to that person because they're going to ruin your chance to play the game at all. So I would like to say, Wooly, that let you, me just, oh, sorry. sorry. So the, the, the whole F1 part of things is to say that meanwhile, there's another mode called ranked where people are going to race their fucking cars. Yeah. And these are people that are looking to perform at the highest level. Right. Their goals are not just to have the same couch fun you're looking for. They want to compete. They're, yeah. And they want to compete against other people that are doing that as well. Because if you bring your still street legal, but not F1 car to that area, they're going to have a hard, they're going to have to swerve around you the same way you're swerving around the person in the dead, junked up Ford Model T. Mm-hmm. So this is what it, it means when it's like, I, I like how KI had that gate for the ranking thing. Cause it was like, sorry, like people are trying to, I think that was great. Have a seamless experience here, you mm-hmm. know? And, the best way to play this game is lagless, which is offline, but we can't do that. Therefore, we're approximating the best thing we yeah. can do here. And your intentions are not the same as the people in the mode you're going into. So uh, we, me and you actually said the exact same thing. The difference is that you said it much m- more nicely and even handed than I did. Um, but much, I- much more reasonably. 
I would uh, even say. I think it's important to state that people have different intentions playing the same video game as yeah. you. Yeah. So and, and it's simple to just say, "Why can't I play with you? This sucks." And it's like we're playing. We're almost playing different games. So here's the thing. In my opinion, if if you're like, "Hey, Pat, why can't I play with you?" Just because I have a red bar. It's because the game that we're playing when you have a red bar and the disconnect isn't the game that I want to play. You made it that game. Um, uh, somebody pointed out to me that I, I, you know, I talked about it for a little bit on Twitter, but people, the, the, somebody says like, Pat, you're actually forgetting that it's like cooperative gameplay is just as important. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're totally right. I can't think of the number of times that I logged into an MMO or logged into a team game and it's three out of four players versus the encounter or it's four V five because there's the one guy who just sucks ass because his 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 character just doesn't exist sometimes. Yeah, the problem is that the effect there is somewhat lessened when the type of online is based on everyone connecting to a server, whereas the nature of fighting games is that it has to be peer to peer. Sure. Because it's to it, the response well the team games i'm describing are also peer-to-peer in most cases uh, okay okay like i uh, mean woolly if you if you walk in and you, on your dota team there's four people and one guy with a terrible connection versus five people you lost that game might as well not exist okay um so that so just just sort of like uh 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 Explaining to someone that might be like like why can't it just be on the server why yeah. can't it just like you know it helps but it doesn't it, it, like if you were to do that for a fighting game, everyone across the board would suffer. Like no, the ga- I think dedicated servers would probably very much help fighting games. Fighting games need to be peer to peer so that you can get the best possible response time. I don't think that's true. That's definitely true. You, you know that for a fact. I the do. dedicated servers would not help fighting games at I, all. I know. I know for a fact from talking to someone on a fighting game dev team huh. about this for a while. And rollback is essentially. The reason why people like GGPO so much is because what it does is it creates a neutral, true-like timeline of events Mm -hmm. that it constantly refers back to. But it's the fastest way to have a reference point compared to have involving everyone connecting to a server. You It just has to be done this way. Uh, Unless the game is turn-based or something, in which case, sure, man, go bounce it around all you want. But when you're when you're counting frames. It's, it's, so it's got to be. I think a, a better point that was made that, that was made to what I was trying to say was not made by me, but it was made by somebody who replied to me, and it was I don't understand why I should feel bad for the people who want to make their problem everyone's problem, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that you, sir, have a red bar internet on your Wi-Fi and disconnect constantly. Mm-hmm. Is not my problem until you start to make it my problem. Mm-hmm. But and I don't care. Yes, that's fine. The difference is is that that person says, "But it's not my fault. This is where I live." It's, I don't care. I know, but I'm and and I would rather just go your point of view based on where you're standing. You're unfortunately in a valley that doesn't allow you to see over the treetops to understand their perspective yes. here. You're stuck with what you're looking at and you don't understand better. So I would like to at least explain what it's like from another perspective to hopefully get you to understand that. Mm-hmm. If you understand that and still disagree, that's no problem. I can wash my hands. It's all good. At least you understood, right? But I would like to take that approach because I want people to not just write off everything about these games and these situations 
Um, and I mean, it's something that I know I've talked to Plague at at length about for a while. Where just like, yeah, you know, living out in the fucking the shits doesn't get you any any anything helpful when it comes to playing fighting games online or offline. So, you know? uh, one of the interesting things I'm seeing in chat is like, Pat, that's a selfish point of view, and my point of view is that I don't care that you don't care, and that's totally fair. I hope that developers start to care and start to add requirements to hit on uh, to would, rank play not online play mm-hmm. ranked play it would only. take it would take because because ki did it yes and so this description the 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 reason why i ended on that point is because the most the dumbest part about all of this is that the game itself could state its intentions clearly or at the very least reflect the intentions of the players more clearly by implementing these types of things mm-hmm. implementing that speed test right but it doesn't, so people are left to interpret on their own, like, oh, I want to go play ranked, and I'm yeah, I'm connected off my phone tether. Whatever, you know, like nothing's stopping me. I can play how I want. You don't pay my sub, <laughs> right? <laughs> so and it would just ah, it would... Don't say that to me. You don't even know. <laughs> oh my god. But the idea remains, and it would really, really, really help everything oh. if the game like re- if the game acknowledged that this is the reason why players are playing these modes. Like I think that I think the, the I don't remember how this started, but I think it's like, you know how I believe in rage quitter penalties? Yeah. And I those penalties should include you don't get to play the game for a while. And, and there's usually a, a, a subsequent amount of people that are like, well, but I disconnect often, but I don't do it on purpose. That would affect me too. And I go, yeah, good. If you disconnect out of half your matches outside of your own fault like nobody cares Mm -hmm. now there's another perspective that other people uh chimed in on that they're like the focus of your frustration should be the uh shitty internet in america and the fact that the infrastructure is corrupt and garbage yeah well i don't live in the united states so there's not a whole lot i can do about that also canadian rural infrastructure is just as bad if not worse bell ain't great you but, know how fucking far away the Northwest Territories are from the regular ass civilization? Mm-hmm. They're farther from any civilized location mm-hmm. than exists any point in the United States. A hundred percent. The only, the only, the thing that I have is the same as in any other situation in life. Where it's just like this, this person. It's like you, poor fool. You're coming from a place of ignorance, unfortunately. And it sucks that you don't understand that by trying to participate here, you're ruining everyone else's active, like, ability to play and have fun. And, like, but you're like, but my experience is being sacrificed, too. And it's like, yes. Yes, it is. Get out. (laughs) Every, every, like, everyone is being dragged down by this. Hey, you know when that, when you were having that magic card tournament and that kid came in and his magic cards were smeared with shit and piss? And everyone could smell it, yeah. and he was fucking up the table. You ask that kid to leave. How do we fix the actual situation? Well, in an ideal world, make better infrastructure and not have shitty companies running this bullshit in the states. All right, well, let's talk about real solutions. Well, that's my point, <laughs> right? Unfortunately, we have to skip that option because that doesn't seem like it's going to happen anytime soon. So we jump straight to the second point, which is red bars go home. 
get play from somewhere else, whether that means moving somewhere else or temporarily going to a, a place now, that Willie, has a better connection. Now, are you telling the entire country relocate. of Australia to relocate to a real location? Because I am. Australians, You're you not- need to move somewhere that matters. Somewhere that's real, you say. Somewhere that's real. Yeah, not in the, the aggro zone. You know um, what I love about Australians? Mm-hmm. They are good sports, mm-hmm. and they 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 just like oh fuck you you fucking uh, it's like oh I love I mean I, better sp- better sports than some of the folks that were like jumping in that thread, but they are they are a silly people. But it it really is it, it just comes down to everyone is like but my experience though, <laughs> right? Yeah, and of all the people saying but my experience though, um, the ones the majority are the ones being affected by one person's shitty connection. Yeah. Like the, 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 this is a needs of the many outweighing the few scenario. Well, you ever play gears of war one multiplayer? Yeah. You remember when the host was bad? Sure. How fun was that shit? Host migration is not something I ever want to see ever again in (laughs) any video game. You remember when the host was running 300 MS? Uh, and the game was completely unplayable. So you remember when host migration was like roses are red, violets are, are whatever the fuck it was. There was a you know in in For Honor they had that huge problem in the first version of the game. Yeah, where the fucking host migration shit would pop up every goddamn match or two, and every time it did, everyone's health went back to full. <laughs> So, which was like the last thing anyone ever wanted. So that is like, um, well, I forgot the name of that infrastructure, but it's like, it's not all players connecting to a server. It's a like, um, it's fault. It's not P 2 P. Whereas it's like every every match has someone acting as the host, and everyone connects to that person yeah. as a small mini server. Yeah, but that opens up one the ability of that person to cheat like a motherfucker. Yeah, that person gets access to everyone else's IPs. Yeah, that person gets the ability to literally, if they want to create an a set, a setup, lag switch the game. Warframe is peer to peer, and it has been the number, because is the number one fucking complaint ever. Because when you have a host. If that ho- that host is considered the reference point for yeah. the accurate timeline of the game, so anyone else that's forced through their bullshit is going to like have an, a disadvantage if the person decides to put it that way. And of course, if the if the host has a garbage connection, yeah. it's going to migrate constantly and have to re-update everything. So that style of of infrastructure is entirely based on saving money, not based on improving. So- the experience of the players. I would... No one puts that in saying that this is the best way to have... There is one person that came, that made the point that is side to both of these points of view that was actually completely right, and I would be happy with this, this solution, and I'm sure most people would too. The actual problem, the real problem that we're describing, that, that you could fix it with one thing, is that... Ping numbers in game need to actually be fucking accurate. When I set my fucking bars in DBZ to be four bar and up only, mm-hmm. I was about to say, I don't want to get fucking matched up with one red bar drop motherfucker. Yeah, so I but was, I do. I was about to say that, like the the way that the game currently 
expresses what we're describing is by letting people with a good connection only search for people with a good connection. Right. Slash only people in your area, whatever the fuck. You but put, it doesn't You put limiters, work. but it doesn't work. And if it did, I would never have to see you unless I opted in, therefore making it... You wouldn't it, know that I was avoiding you. You would only play against people who were okay with it. Yeah. And everyone else and, that's not okay with it. And you would have a fucking internet ghetto community for the for the DQers, DCers. It's inclusive with invisible gates yeah and invisible gates make people feel like they're in the the same playground they don't realize there's an upper tier of playground happening just beyond the hologram veil like all all they need to do is have a secret ping test when you load in and then the secret ping test puts you into various tiers where you're allowed to play with you know good people did you know there was a bouncy castle in the middle of the playground i did know but that. you couldn't see it uh, i i you know when i started when i was a teenager I, I couldn't see it but then i grew up i moved out i got my but yeah and I you can it. bounce super high in that bouncy castle and you can see everything you know what i but love the people in the dirt on the outside they can't even see the bouncy castle you know what i because people in the bouncy castle can say i don't want to see them <laughs> you know what i absolutely love there is a there's a third level to this argument um, there are routers that you can buy. <laughs> Bar Parthide says the chat. There are there are there are routers that you can buy that will analyze your peer to peer data, and will straight up say you can set them to hey, don't allow peer to peer connections below this garbage arbitrary rate. Anything over whatever, and if it encounters them, it will add them to a fucking blacklist. Mm-hmm. And it is like you buying a piece of gear that says uh, that says my internet is a gated community. Yeah, <laughs> you all need to go. Pretty sure that's how Max fixes it a is, lot of his problems. I okay. I was it was I was not using Max. So I didn't want to rope Max into our discussion. But yes, Max has totally has a router that that turns his internet fighting game experience into a better fighting game experience. The game by keeping. The plebs out by doing what the game's should system be doing is already. Not doing, yeah, quite simply, the game system is supposed to be doing this, but it doesn't. It's really weird how bad ping indicators are in most games. Like I've had one bar connections in DBZ that were immaculate, and I've had um, fucking um, the five bar connections that were trash that were hitching all over the place. I think they just measure ping speed, but they don't measure packet loss, which is the big problem. Um, yeah, man. I think um, it's kind of insane that KI is the only It's the game. only one. Oh, you know why? Because it was free. Is that why? Yeah. I thought it was because it was Keats. <laughs> well, I thought I thought it was because Keats was like, "Fuck that shit." Okay, Keats cares. True, but it got to get out of here because it you. got, but it got yeah. to get away with it because it was free. Whereas if Street Fighter did it, Street Fighter Five, you know what you get? I can't believe I paid sixty dollars and this game told me I'm not allowed to play ranked. That would be outrageous. I mean, look, if you are out in the boonies and someone else out in the boonies 
has a copy of the game. When I lived you out, you guys might be able to get a decent match against. When each I other. lived out in the suburbs, so it's in, not a, it's, in, it's, uh, it's, in the the suburbs of of, uh, of Montreal, and I didn't have good internet. I could totally play very good matches against my friends who also lived in there, a couple blocks down. So it's not a complete write off. Yeah, but ranked is random against the world. Yes, it is. Um, that's it, man. It's just it's just a matter of understanding why. The things are happening. Listen, I don't dislike you. The same, the same result. Like, it's not that, well, <laughs> ideal world, the situation should change. Realistically, it's not going to. No. The way things are built, yes, we should have these, these systems functioning. But with what we have now, with the cards we are currently dealt. The best thing we can do is, is take the weak and throw them into the river of internet. No, that's already happening. Okay. The best we can do is explain why they're being thrown there. Okay, we can tell them why. And, and that's that's and that's, and then as they drown in the Wi-Fi waves. I would like to take a story from um my bro, own- dude like fucking Korea yeah. Is looking at us going, not our problem. It's and not- Japan is looking at us going, not our fucking problem. Actually, Japan is looking at us going, wait, what is the problem? Because their <laughs> internet is so clean on their fighting games, they don't have to worry about what stage you picked. They had arcade hookups running online play to different arcades within cities. Because who cares? Turns out that bouncy castle has a fucking rope, an invisible rope hanging that if you climb that rope, there's a giant floating fucking second tier of playground in the sky. It's a Lego kingdom or some shit. Floating up there. But that's Asia. I want to, I want to tell a slight story that is the microcosm of this story within my own friend group. My own friend group, Smash came out. We played a bunch of Smash. Like five or six of us, right? And we'd get in the big lobby, right? And, you know, one person would sit out and, and, uh, you know, then four people would play, you know, that kind of thing, right? And we all had good internet. We're all internet fiends, right? Like good city internet, nothing below like a broadband connection. And, uh, something weird started to happen. We noticed that, uh, one of our friends just, if ever they were even present in the lobby, the game would run like shit. It would just run back. Just showing up. Okay. Yeah, just them uh, looking at the lobby. And we were like, dude, it's totally your internet. What is going on? You usually have such great internet. He's like, I don't know. I don't know. And it's like on and on for weeks. And it's like, wow, every time he shows up, sure enough, the game starts to lag. It's got multiple extra frames of input delay. And then... Do you have that moment? You know that moment where it all becomes clear and somebody says that one extra word? And he and like, dude, what is the deal with your internet? It's only for Smash. We play 14 all the time. You never, ever have this problem. He goes, I don't know. My Switch is right next to my router. And we go, what do you mean it's right next to it? And he goes, well, the Wi-Fi connection. It's like, oh, he's the only one in that group. Playing on Wi-Fi. Playing on Wi-Fi. And we're like, dude, it's totally the Wi-Fi connection. She's like, no, 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 no. My Wi-Fi connection is fine for everything else. (laughs) And we're like, yeah, but Smash's online is shit, and it's sensitive to packet loss, and they even told you to go do it. It's like, well, I'm not going to get a fucking Adapter. adapter just for Smash. Yeah. And what ended up happening is just that friend just stopped playing Smash with us. Mm-hmm. And it was it was kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because and it's still the case. Like the new characters come out, mm-hmm. and it's still the the exact case. 
And I'm tempted to just be like, I will fucking just buy you the fucking adapter. Like, just... Like, it, Wi-Fi is worse. Like, out of this whole discussion that we've had, I think Wi-Fi is a, is a bigger problem than your shitty ping. Because Wi-Fi introduces guaranteed packet loss. Yeah, it is. On every single fucking game. It's a new convenient technology. You know, that you didn't have back in the day of everything. Plug it in. I don't care. This Um, isn't even like I don't have the ability to plug it in. Yeah, you do. We know you do. Plug it in. Just plug it in. And of course, on the on the, you know, the level of just like retention or whatever, like that's also how you lose people. That story is how someone stops playing a game. Yeah. You know, someone that otherwise would love to play that game a bunch online does not because of that problem. So, um, shit, fucking shit, shit's not going to be good for a while. Stop using Wi-Fi for anything but your phone. And if you have something that is anything for, like, it's one of my favorite scrub quotes is like, that shows up. It's like, I don't understand my uh, my Wi-Fi is fine. I play games on it all the time. It's only this one. This game sucks. It's yeah. Like, no, it's Wi-Fi sucks. Dude. And if you're playing uh, salt mines with your friends and your connection's garbage, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't really make that much of an impact on everybody, except for when they're chasing you and you're fucking yeah. glitching around the map. But you know, all you it, it's it's yeah, that's what it is. Just plug it in, man. At the end of the day. Our world moves in increments of one sixtieth of a second. The speed of light is too slow for us. It's too slow for us. That being said, I mean, light travels way faster than a sixtieth of a second. So that quote is nonsense. But it, but it, it's limited to it. It is forced into one sixtieth of a second in increments that are like <laughs> you know that like light is way faster than that. I would like to take a quote from a member of the audience who knows a bit about this. We have uh, a sir who says the fact that smash is so insensitive to small amounts of packet loss is the real issue problem's been solved uh, for 15 years. That is by some guy named Maximilian dude in our in our chat right now. How about that? How about that? Uh he's completely right. There you go. Uh, but Max, still. I didn't say Arxis has good online. Pat did. Don't put that evil on me. It Ricky does have Bobby. good online. What are you Don't about? put that evil on me. Wooly, you agreed with me. Don't you remember? <laughs> Holy shit. It was off the podcast, but he, me and Wooly were talking, and Wooly was like, I can't I believe not, people I would talk not, shit about Arxis's online because am, it's so good. I am not holding. So well I am not. Oh, Satan, get thee behind me. I am not holding that. Anyway, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to know what summoned him. It was like, yo, Max, people are talking about how you force people into the Wi-Fi ghetto. I would like to think it was the <laughs> quote of the super Chad buff fighting game Arcade Man from that manga. Yeah. Because that shit's the best. Well, he's been in here for like 10, 15 minutes. But, all, but like, no, like I was saying, it's like the speed of light is forced into one frame. Yeah. Therefore, yeah, it is yeah, accurate. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Oh, God. Yeah, man. Um... I I want to say that like like the the thing is is again the the number one solution is is fix in the world is a tiered society but the up the uprising the internet uprising is not going to happen no therefore you have to build the game that can best serve the shitty status quo we are stuck with yeah 
you know? All right, let's take Red some bars questions. can... No, I'm not... No. <laughs> I'm good. Hmm? I'm good. What? I'm good. Huh? I'm good. I'm good. Did you just auto-complete a completely unsaid joke in your mind and are laughing at it? Is that what's happening? Because I think you actually know what I was going to say. <laughs> Let's take some emails. Hey, if you want to send an email in, uh, you can send an email down to us at castlesuperbeastmail at gmail.com. That's castlesuperbeastmail at gmail.com. Email might sound something like this as picked by one woolly. Yeah. If your bars are red, you're better off dead, Boyvin. That's um, right. If you're on Wi-Fi, just go <laughs> die, Boyvin. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> that's that's better than the first one. I like that. That's ooh. Hold on a second. I'm gonna change my Twitter handle. <laughs> It's probably pretty long. If you're not plugged in, I'll beat you in the shin. Oh. On. Wait. If you're on Wi-Fi. I must write, if you're not on Wi-Fi, just... If you're on Wi-Fi, just go die. Just go Bo- die. Boyvin. It's Boyvin, man. Come Whatever. on. Whatever. Um, there we go. Name can't include quotation marks. Fuck you. But it's my name. You doing okay, man? I'm okay. I'm just pulling up some emails here. If you're out in the boonies, we'll treat you like a... Ooh, hey, what's up? We got one coming in from... from. Wait, no, that's wrong. That's not the inbox I was looking for. There, I, I did it. I did it. I changed my profile name. Thank you, Wooly. I hope people get super mad. Okay. Uh, where the fuck did it go? I lost my email. Sorry. Here, stall for time. Oh, yeah, I gotta change that on Twitter. That could sound like a threat, and then people get me banned off Twitter. Yo. Telling people to go die is a problem. Yeah. Hmm. So I'll just say red bars go home. Uh, fuck, 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 fuck. Let me look. Get in the emails. Sorry. Did you lose all the emails? No, it just logged me out. Oh. Okay. (laughs) Pat, if you have a red bar, I'll hit you with my car. (laughs) Boyzen. I love it when people make up like infinite little stupid rhymes over I've, stuff I've like been that. doing it nonstop on on the channel. Oh, it's every, so fun. every every fucking opportunity I get on Wooly Versus to throw in the the double quotation nicknames. For oh, it's so good. It's the best cuz there's so many. There's <laughs> if the ping is too ass, get ready for the gas, Boyvin. No, man, I'm good. <laughs> Plug in the cord or be put to the sword, Boyvin. All right, that's all right. <laughs> oh, I don't like him. 
If your bar is red, your baby's dead. Boyvin. Listen, alright, the Australians don't need good internet. They're all handsome and fit. Why do they need this fantasy world? Bad connection, get the gun. Boyvin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that, yeah, (laughs) alright. Plug in the cable or I will disable (laughs) Boyvin. That's good, I like this. Okay. All right. All right. We got one coming in from, um, let's see here. No, don't do that. Well, he's having some technical issues. Colin says, hey, Judge Dreads and pat on heads. What's up, man? Long time watcher from the old times. Got into listening to you guys. Love the podcast. Thank you. Makes time on the forklift go by a nice and a smooth pace. Oh, god damn it. Um, this email is probably going to get thrown into the junk pile like the rest of them, but here it goes. I was recently thinking about an old game back on the PS1 called Kensei Sacred Fist. An old fighter made by Konami of all people. I can't uh, think of another fighter that they've made, but whatever. Played it back in the day. It's one of the greatest block animations ever is realistic and it was super cool with Akira Yamaoka music looked it up for the first time and saw it had lowest scores but I remember it being a really good game did you guys ever play it kind regards Colin that's a scrub lords isn't it sure was isn't that game trash why would you ask a question that Google could answer you talking to me no okay I'm asking Colin a question okay well I mean I have a lot of questions that people could answer yeah yeah, that would Google. One. Like, I could do this. Okay, Google, set my alarm for 10 minutes from now. You just have to type two words in. You know what's a fun thing about that one? You get to discover who in chat is watching this on a speaker. Because uh, apparently... When you, when you say it out loud. Apparently my voice is close enough to the default that it triggers everyone's phones no matter what I tell them to do. <laughs> that sucks. It's hilarious. What are you talking about? I have power. Oh, I can reach through the screen and fucking turn people's phones off. <laughs> I feel I feel sorry for the parrot who maybe seven years ago named their baby Siri. Ooh, that's bad. Siri, Daenerys. Um, Cortana. Cortana. We got one coming in from Zuzu. Uh, Greetings, Super Beast cast. (laughs) Nathan here. Uh, Nathan says, I know neither of you are currently into any sports games, but I'm interested in your opinion. With how little difference is made between yearly iterations, should sports games just forego releases and become gas? Should they Wait, what? Games as a service? Oh, I thought he meant inhalable. (laughs) <laughs> Should sports games become gas? <laughs> Let you purchase and breathe in the ev- sports every year. You breathe in sports. Um, or, or or pay a yearly fee for a constantly updated version of the game, or is this just a shitty idea for the business and or consumers? Fun Thanks for all the entertainment that you mentioned that because uh, there was something I sent to Willie last week that I guess he forgot to include. 
which was the uh, NBA PC version of 2K20. I did not forget to include it. It's on the docket. I uh, just, we just skimmed it. Yeah, I skimmed fine. it. The but. NBA 2K20 game, when you load it up on PC, still has the NBA 2K19 taskbar image because it is literally the exact same game with roster updates, more microtransactions, and apparently way more bugs. These are already gas. So... Uh, yeah, there it is. Pulled up the story. The taskbar icon is <laughs> says right there, NBA 2K19. Because it is 2K19. It's just been altered slightly. Well, it was like, who didn't know that already, you know? Yeah. But, that, but it's 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 the, the nice things we don't want to pretend we know. They 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 know that, and they are games as a service. They just they're games as a service that you have to re-up for 60 bucks every year. So here's the thing, right? If you actually now were to commit to, I think I think that if you were to just buy one piece of software that like would constantly update and then pay a yearly uh, 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 or monthly subscription on it, one you probably end up getting gouged on the price. It would be absurd, of course. And two, uh, I I feel as if that service would probably, unlike say like MMOs, that thing would probably start to slouch real quick in terms of. Like, feeling the need to... Unless they gouged it. Real, real bad. Uh, 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 they would probably... I could see them like starting to just be like, Well, it's out. Thanks for your money. Bye. Right? I also should mention that there here's is... A, here's a name update and no other tech or, or major improvements. There is a legitimate problem with that. So let's say EA even wanted to... Or 2K, right? They wanted to do that and just gouge you on roster updates and shitty features and microtransactions. The problem with that is is twofold. One, every game resets the state of your microtransactions. There's, there's that. So that you, it has to be done again, which yeah. is part of the money. Mm-hmm. The second thing is that the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, etc. demand a game to be released every year. Yes. Now, I, I think sports are one of the exceptions that are like, that's a genre that could benefit from the idea of gas, right? Yeah. But um, and I said, remember saying the same about like a rock band when we were like, oh yeah, please make a platform yeah. as opposed to a bunch of discs with this different music on it. This is the shittiest acronym ever. Well, this is the actual worst and it fits it perfectly. I mean, it was either that or just like SG. Yeah. You know, but whatever the, the, the case, what I think this would call for probably would be a hybrid where you are subscribing annually. Mm-hmm. Not monthly to the service, and you are getting an update, but like you're basically download you're getting a new game for whatever for whatever purchase in and then there's benefits to like being a member or whatever over the course of this amount yeah. of time. I could see that being a a way of just being like, okay, so you're not going to get a physical copy, but you'll get a download every year. Mm. And alongside that download, you'll get all these season pass things and updates or whatever the case is as an incentive for someone who's like, I've been buying these games for years. I'm down to give you guys this amount of money, amount of money every year. Just, just, just roll me in. Yeah, but you'll actually give them more money by rebuying it every year. So it's not going to change. If they were to find a way to up the price, but give you a lot of extra shit you wouldn't otherwise buy. I don't know, man. I, I'm torn on this because uh, sports game consumers appear to be morons. Well, I was and gonna, they well, just buy garbage well, I was every year. Say, I was going to say the main thing about this email, to be honest, is that um, like 
this would have to come from the company choosing to give a break to the, the, the player in some way or make a deal. <laughs> yeah. Where as it stands, it's doing them quite well. Yeah. Why would they change it? With the status quo. The people are still dumb enough to buy FIFA and, and Madden every year. But um, there could be some sort of system that does this. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what? If these licensed games were not uh, literally uh, the only sports games allowed to exist. for each sport, because once upon a time there was competition and now there is none. And a lot of them are great. Then someone could come along and compete and say like, oh, well, I will offer you a sports game that you can subscribe to for an updated roster and everything else you're looking for on a regular basis and that would then you know incentivize a competition but as is you're only allowed the one league game and that's about it or you can get a bunch of college players and not pay them for their likeness well they still rip them off anyway how about you just put out a football game called football game and it doesn't have any license to anything and it, but it plays well but people like football because they're fans of the teams yeah because they're idiots The people spending the money are buying it for the things that you're saying they should discard. So it just doesn't work, unfortunately. Therefore, we arrive to the end. Sports People who buy sports games in the modern era are by and large morons and nothing will change because they're too stupid to know any better what to do with their money. Well, you know what, Pat? An attempt was made. Yeah. (laughs) You tried to solve it. Stop buying them. Um, It'll change. Oh, wait. You're too dumb to understand what I'm saying? I'm sorry. Okay, well. You can throw the ball, though. Look, he threw the ball. Wow. Uh, Dilly says, Hello, infinite void of unread letters that go into. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, only to be plucked by the cursor of fate in the lottery of publicity. Remember when Wooly said that Pete Gaming age is 24? I do. I didn't. You did. I didn't say 24. Yeah, you did. The quote that I took that from mm-hmm. was, ju- was Alex Valle yeah. talking about Justin Wong. And his peak in fighting games at 17 or 18. Mm-hmm. So why would I say... Because reaction time goes down at 24. After 24. Your peak reaction time is 24. It goes down as you approach your... As you approach your... your the thir- You're 30. But it is not better than as when you're, in a, when you're a teenager. Or at least that's what... That's not... Tw- that's 24 what is the your peak brain physical condition. Did I did I actually say 24? It's quite possible that you... That I said 24 and then you went, uh-huh... I think it's quite possible that this is another one of those things that you said that oh, gets no. attributed to everybody in the room. Well, well, because that hope that happens a whole lot. Listen, a whole lot of people like to attribute things you say yeah, to me, a- and I fucking hate it. Oh well, hey, listen, I fucking hate it. Listen, that being in the room means I concur with whatever was well, said. Well, of course you do. Why would you ever disagree with me? I'm so smart. Anyway, the story that I know. Was Valier talking about <laughs> Justin Wong and him having and and the idea of your peak abilities being in your teens? Yeah. So like once you hit your twenties, you're already fucking. Decent but experience though. So if anyone did say that, it wasn't fucking me. So please stop not distinguishing between us. Well, did you ever see that? <laughs> it happens so often over the years, and people misremember shit and make threads on things and or come at me about things I've never talked do, about. Do you remember? All the time. Do you remember when I told everyone when you were, like, sick in the hospital from an ant bite or something mm-hmm. that you secretly loved Funko Pops 
and that it was all all of it was a massive work and that you actually really appreciate it when people give you Funko Pops. And I said to them, I said, now I know what you're all thinking. Wooly's going to come out and he's going to come out of the hospital and he's going to say, but I don't like Funko Pops. I hate Funko Pops. Why would you make up this obvious lie about me while I was in the hospital and couldn't defend myself? And that's a pretty good trick. All right. That's a pretty funny trick, but don't be deceived. All right. So everyone in the chat saying, no, but you did say it, though. <laughs> so now I'm doubting reality. Yeah, that's a And I'm questioning one. everything. That's always good. And I don't know what's real anymore. Yeah. Right? I know the story in my head was based on him talking about teenage years did i say something else in the quote i don't know anymore i'm fucking literally questioning everything because i'm pretty sure i know the source of what i of that that moment but i don't know i don't know what the actual episode is or what this guy's talking about was it just pat talking i'm getting gaslit the internet is fucking gaslighting me right now anyway It's my birthday, and I'm now looking at what could potentially be my peak performance in life. I probably won't. I probably won't. Uh, it probably won't me as I am a washed up semi. <laughs> this is a bad sentence. I'm sorry, <laughs> just read it verbatim. Okay. It probably won't me as I am a washed up semi pro FPS main, uh, and I and have since moved away from the competitive scene due to increase. Due to the increase in team-based gaming as opposed to solo skill. Yeah. What is interesting to note is my style of play and my reflection of myself over time. To this day, going from reflex-dependent run-and-gun eventually gave way to being happy, being a support, and sniper. Uh, I, I, I get that you can still stay relevant, but I also don't feel the need to. Um, I realize what makes me happy is not always winning. Uh, yada, 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 yada. Uh, as we deal with ages... As we deal with aging... Um, I found he basically found a different way to enjoy playing yeah. the same games. Uh, would you enjoy switching from perhaps rush down to parry or grapple master or something like that in a different context? Um, how do you find aging affects your gaming style? Uh, I don't. I'm stronger now than ever. I don't have that. I like a style of play because it's the funnest version of the game to me. Go jerk off in the bushes by yourself, old man. I haven't found that. Um, my said woolly i i haven't found that my age has changed anything about like my s- style of play preferences uh if anything i could say i've gotten more used to first person shooters than i was years ago yeah um i still really hate uh the fast ones that like clip through fucking walls and shit mm-hmm. um that 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 comfort cage that VR does yeah. is what I want in every game. Yeah, quite frankly. Um, but uh, yeah, this this doesn't apply to me. I don't know. Doesn't yeah. apply, I, don't, I don't know. If, if I if I had to change the way that I played something because I was old, I would just stop playing it because I want to play the way I want to play. Then I will brute force it until it works. If I liked being a support in a game, I, it's probably something I've always liked. It's not likely that. It's something that I adopt because I'm just like, oh, I can't do what I want to do anymore. You know? Uh, all right. Minimum effort, maximum derp says, Dear Wooly and Pat, I was recently a guest at a friend's house and he asked me to stay to eat lunch with herself and her family. This seems pretty normal so far. Agreed to stay, but I was absolutely disgusted when lunch was served, discovering that lunch 
in quotations, was various slices of bread all smothered in mayonnaise. This, of course, left me with two choices. I could eat the soggy mayo bread or offend my friend and her family and get the fuck out. Offend them. Naturally, I got the fuck out and lost a friendship that day, but it was worth it. It was so worth it. What's the worst meal you've ever been served as a guest at someone's house? The worst meal I've been served as a guest at somebody's house? That's easy. Every single meal my grandmother ever cooked. That sucks. My grandma, not my grandma on the French side. Oh, okay. But my English side grandma. One of the two did it right, though. Yeah. Okay, then oh, you're fine. Grandma was an old, tiny French woman, and she cooked like a beast. She's amazing. Grandma. Grandma. Um, My family got sick every single trip back from their house every time for my entire life. I have some questions once, the, once we hit the stop button. Um... This is a woman who grew up in the cooking school of my mother asking her as a child, Mom, I don't think that meat is still good. It's green. And she said, don't worry about it. Scraped the green off and threw it into the oven. Malcolm in the middle. My milk is lumpy. Then chew it. Yes. You know what masks the taste of bad food? Onion salt. Just put more onion salt. Uh, I hate lamb now. When I was young, uh, a friend of my mom's had us over. It was a pretty boring adult house that kids would not have any fun doing anything. Sure. So eventually dinner time came around and a big old bowl of egg salad was passed around. I had never had egg salad before. In fact, I don't care for egg salad. I've barely had any eggs before. Yeah. But I heard good things about eggs. A lot of people like egg salad. Never really, never really just made them, but I was pretty young at the time. So, you know, that smelled pretty funny, but you know, maybe that's just the way it's supposed to go. Yeah. Pretty slimy going yeah. down. But that consistency, maybe it was, nope, nope, that's not correct. I don't know what this is. I've never had it before. The consistency, the taste, the smell, this is this is not. I have is. had a single bite of egg salad, and I agree with you on all points. The texture is the worst texture. Later that night. Oh, yeah. Many vomits and shits later. Yes. I was food poisoned. Oh, proper food poisoned. And eggs can now go fuck themselves. Ah, I see. See, now it all makes sense. Because food repellent like behavior is astonishingly fucking strong. Like You put them in front of me. And you remember it. And that moment yeah, occurs. Comes back at you. Yeah. I'm not interested. Yeah. that See, that makes everything way, way more sense. I've explained it before. It's yeah. just that simple. I can't control egg it. Egg salad's bad. I don't like egg salad. That was my introduction. Egg salad's for like old people. To the genre. That yeah. is eggs. Yeah. That's a bad introduction. First impressions, lasting impressions. We're literally programmed as creatures to do that so that we don't eat things that'll kill us. Over and over and over. 
It's like tasty food makes me ill, but it's delicious. Sorry, uh, spicy food makes me ill, but it's but it's tasty, so I eat it. <laughs> Get over it, Wooly. Fuck off. What do you What do you hate? Get over whatever your thing is. Uh, Get over being stupid, idiot. Ha! Nailed it. Killing him today. Oh, here's a question. It's actually just talking about the lag discussion. So okay, um, we're just gonna skip that. Yeah, we, we already had that discussion. We've done that. And lastly, let's take one over from Mike. Hey there, Woolly Mammoth and the Mustard Goblin, go, Mustard Goblin's uh, loyal partner. Hey, what up? I'm currently unemployed and it sucks. Having a lot of time to kill between interviews and very little money, I got sucked into the world of absolute garbage Brick Breaker games. Hell yeah. Surprisingly, the gameplay in most, in, in most of them is actually solid, while being pretty fun, with it being pretty fun to launch a ball into a line of cluster of bricks or whatever and watch the chaos happen. Uh, the problem is these games are horribly ad-infested and some of the worst offenders are being... Uh, Ads after every level, ads after every life lost, ads after you restart a level because you screwed up, ads after the little X that shows up for five seconds, you have to physically hit the button, you can't just hit your back button, it does nothing. Uh, the same as above, but the ads go full screen and you can't hit back or home or anything without touching the screen. When you do so, it brings up the store page. It's fucking Jesus. Um, ads that sound will shut off whatever music you're playing and not automatically start it back up when the ad ends. And unskippable 30-second versions of watch this player fuck up a puzzle solution so that I can say, I can do it better, it's, it's easy, and then download the game to spite the shitty player in the ad. I've seen all of the above. Yeah. All of the above. Yeah. Uh, this is in addition to the various banner ads and ads on the level score screen and various other watch and ad to earn X reward in-game currency for power-ups, which I'm fine with, but in combination with the above, ends up being awful and ruins the game experience for me. Love to hear you guys talk about advertising ruining good gameplay concepts and using this as a jump-off point to discuss the kind of monetization of free mobile games and how you think it could be done better. Wish me luck on my job hunt, Mikey Bear. Um, don't have free mobile games. The absolute worst offenders have got to be the games with demos. I noticed it start with tower defense games. Now it's all kinds of things that have either nothing to do with actual gameplay, like fucking homescapes and gardenscapes. Ugh, ugh, those fucking games. Yeah, stupid. Uh, those ads. All right, choose your own adventure ads that are basically a match three clone. One of the worst of the worst of the worst is the demo where you click one thing and that's the end of the demo. Adventure co- adventure communist, buy a single farm and the demo is over, but you still have to wait 30 seconds. And pretend demos where it'll set up a moving screenshot of gameplay. When you press it, it just opens up the store page. Yeah, listen, listen, all right? Uh, as someone who's been playing a bunch of fucking Scrabble. Yeah. And... Uh, I can and, and like you know the, the I jumped into the, the the mobile game thing a bit there. Um, that is a rife, absolute barren wasteland of garbage because this is what happens when you create an unregulated nonsense free game market and it's able to uh, go unculled for years and years and years. It so is, that it has cr- grown into a twisted cyst. So that the things that started to happen on the Wii. When people started to complain about, um, um, what was the term? Um, shovelware. Shovelware. People started to complain about shovelware on the Wii. Nintendo went, nah, man. But this is what happens when a community of shovelware turns in on itself and... Turns their shovels on each other. And bounces around in that box forever. And then the light refracts yeah. stronger and stronger each time it hits a new surface. Yeah. And then eventually it cracks open and a fucking photon cannon shoots out of diarrhea yeah because now all you're doing is basically buying a collection of ads with 
maybe a little game in between them. Why would you make a real game on mobile when you can just make garbage and make more money? Also, if you make a real game on mobile, how will people ever even see it? I struggled when I got this new phone because this phone when I got it was fairly advanced. I was like, I'd like to see what good games there are. And I could find no database of any kind because there are 10,000 games that come out every second. If there is a place where money can be made, there will be people that will find the way, the easiest way to game that system. Yeah. Right? Um, there will inevitably be someone who wins that up. And then there becomes – then there's a competition of how you won up the easiest payoff for the lowest effort and uh, the concept of like – doing something worth a damn or integrity is like infinitely non-existent. It's been gone for years. So what you get is someone who takes the philosophy of old war as sites and, and old game as sites and, and old porn sites that would infinite banner hell you and, and just stack as many click through ads as possible to force you to eventually click something. I remember one or three time. Cents. And you put that inside of a new downloadable mobile game, and the same applies. They're getting paid out for every time you get an impression on these things. And every time you're forced to click on it and go through it, it's a click-through. So that pays out even more. So it makes perfect sense that someone would find that. I remember long ago, long, long ago, back in the ancient internet, back when pornography was just and before the... The banner, the, the stoppers, right? And the pop-up blockers. I was like, I would like to look at some pornography. And I discovered that it was so difficult to get through the ads that I actually left the situation going, I don't even want to look at the pornography anymore. I am now tired and sad and will now retreat back to playing video games. And then a single tear rolled down my cheek. This is the game. This is the pornography equivalent of the video games you are describing. Where you're like, I would like to play a game. And then you try and play the game, but you can't. And then you go, I don't even want to play the game anymore. And then return to the now easily available pornography. Yeah, the other day I talked about like how ads for these games are just lies and how oh man, and how hilarious they're it gets. so funny. And then people started tweeting some of the funniest ones out there. There's some really, really, really funny ones because it's just it's you're you're it's almost like YouTube poop, you know. It's like the biggest lie I've ever seen. TGS would like shit its pants if this game was real. But and and so like I remember when I was just kind of like, how are you? How can like what is this world I'm stepping into? And it's like this is a world of no regulation or rules. This is a barren no wasteland. No rules. This is what happens when like the only thing you cannot do is. Like, steal someone's money, destroy their phone, or show them porn. Are you sure you can't do those things? You cannot do those Are things. Are you sure? You no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> those iOS guidelines, I, back in when I went for, when I went through them, they weren't very long. It was a very short No, Willie, very those, short those are the suggested rules. Don't get caught. Yeah. Um, it, it, is, it is really like... This is unfortunately how do I put anytime an environment is left unto itself, this will occur. Mm -hmm. Right? We've seen it infinite times on the internet. Like anytime people can come in and do a thing, 
They're, they're going to do whatever the fuck they're they going to do. They're going to do whatever they can do that'll help them get paid on it. Yeah. It happened with BBS, and then it happened with email, and then it happened with the internet itself, with browsing. Look at YouTube. Look at the fucking weird-ass fucking videos with the Spider-Man and the fucking Elsa. That's that fucking scary or, or just, shit. Or just the news article things, where it just puts a news article headline, generates an auto-text read of the thing, and then has a, a fucking yeah. uh, a bunch of links under Look at us. We're not even real human beings. Barely. We're just algorithms out here. So the moment people can upload over whatever, whatever like uh, their own things to a thing, it's gonna it's gonna happen. It just takes a matter of time, especially if it's the place where a lot of eyeballs are. There are game companies attempting to make real games on phones, and it's a joke. I mean, like they're some of them are good, but like the fact that they're trying is kind there's of a, a joke there's, in and of itself. There's a Skullgirls mobile out there. There's a Teppen out there. Yeah, I, I played Nero. Skullgirls mobile. It's fight at the airport, right? Yeah, near uh, <laughs> airport, deadly airport. Uh, there's a there's a um, what's it called? There's Teppen with Nero in it now. Yeah, uh, Tekken mobile existed for a second. And then I tapped it to boot it up, and it went, server is not available. Great. And then when I closed it, it deleted itself from my phone. (laughs) (laughs) So that thing doesn't exist anymore. That's amazing. That game is just... Listen, man. Super gone. You know what's going to save us from this mobile game hellhole? Fate Grand Order. Man, you got your saber avatars ready. Oh man, it's that one. Ah, oh, fucking Gatch is a whole other corner. You can you can dig into, but one thing remains sure: is slightly nicer shovel. The 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 the, the, the category we're talking about is the free game. I'm a kid. I have no credit card. Market. Yeah, and their eyeballs too. Just because they're kid eyeballs doesn't mean. And half the time, what you're advertising. Is like there'll be a bunch of free games by the same company that are all advertising uh, a, a chain where you download this other free game, yeah, and then that chains you to something else oh, where yeah. that's the thing that's going to be like the money sucker, you know. Um, I remember when I see like again, I got to the point where I was seeing like the most blatant lies, and I'm like, I have to know how much of a lie this ad is. It's the biggest lie, and the homescapes, gardenscape shit, and that zombie fort fortress defense thing. Literally show you a different genre every time you see an ad for the same game. Like, you see the completely, like, (laughs) it's just, you know, so I'm like, yeah, what, what, I don't know what country it is. I don't know all of them who's funding this. I don't know where the dollars are going. All of them, right? But I am, I would like to, I I would like to imagine that those microtransactions dollars are funding terrorism. <laughs> Do you know? Yes. Who is making these these ad games to fund terrorism? Who? The Red Bars. They're mad they can't play online with us, so they attack our mobile game freedom. <laughs> uh, fuck them. You trying to push I don't know some sort of like <laughs> propaganda imagery? You're the one who said mobile games fund terrorism, man. Trying to create some posters in 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 40s style. Better dead than red. 
with with really high angular uh uh whatever the, I forgot the name of the art style this <laughs> fucking yeah yeah yep. all right you see a community of happy people and then one of them has like a the symbol for a bad Wi-Fi connection to report them s- secretly above their heads and they're like trying to pull a gun out and aim it at a child hey if you suspect your neighbors of packet loss please report it to the internet bureau the happy eye in the sky yeah. All right. Hey, Wooly. Where? Hey, you doing anything this week? Uh, yep. I said it before. I'll say it again. Um, um, Control, River City Girls, Blasphemous, uh, Deus Ex Machina, uh, Deus. God damn it! It's tough, isn't it? Damon X Machina, and uh, Nino Cooney, uh, as well as um, I, I, I'm hopefully I can start putting out some of the. Japan shit I filmed. It's gonna take some time to edit, but okay, no. Um, That's over at Wooly Versus. Both over on, on Twitch Wooly and Versus on Twitch and Wooly Versus on YouTube and Wooly Wolves on Twitter. All right, I'm gonna go down back to my house after. I'm gonna go to Wendy's first because I really want to go to Wendy's. Every time we talk about certain things, I demand Wendy's. But uh, I'm gonna then at eight o'clock. That's in an hour and a half. If you're listening to this live, I'm gonna start playing Blasphemous over at Twitch.tv/AngriestPat. Check that out. It's Catholicy. Good sprites. Very good sprites. You see the first cutscene? It's just the trailer. It's fucking astonishing. He cuts, like, a, a goon's arm and then fills the helmet with blood. Like, the whole helmet. And then just... Right on his head. And he's like, yeah. I love it. Sick. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Alright, that's it. Go home. Fuck. Batteries on the... Your batteries, you can't close the mouse... Our game's good. Uh, I don't know. Is the internet good? Yes. Yes. Then the game's good. Then game good? Yes. Just end the podcast. Just hit the button. Hello.
the game.